In the land of the free and the home of the bored. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. Oh, brother. None of this is good. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's never going to be anything interesting. But that's why I voted for Obama. We can legalize weed. Streaming value for value and weed is an excellent combination. They go together. Like birds of a feather. No doubt about it. Hey, everybody. Hey, bowlers out there. Welcome back to the bowl. It's another Token Tuesday here. That's right. It is July 13th, 2021. And you're listening to episode 93 of Bowl After Bowl. Woo! I'm Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. I'm Dame DeLorean. And we are joined once again by our tiny wolf cub, John, who right. will surely chime in at some point. I'm sure of it. He's been, uh, he's been, uh, adding some sounds to the backgrounds. Adding some weight, too. Yeah, that's true. He's that's getting true. big. Checked in at 12 pounds today. 12 pounds right on the dot. Big man. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, we got him checked up. And uh, he's in the fun baby stage where he's cooing and smiling at people now. Yeah, he's starting to smile. Those are which fun, is fun times. And when we visited your grandparents in Iowa this weekend, he rolled over. No way. Yeah, yes way. What's no way? Him rolling over? No, 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 no. Sorry, I saw something else. Oh, okay. Well, No, yeah. he rolled over several times in a row. Yeah, once your grandpa saw him roll over, then he just wanted to do it again and again and impress everyone. Yep. He did it so many times, I caught it on video. Just kept going. <laughs> yeah, that was very cool. So he's rolling from stomach to back to avoid his tummy time. Yes, no doubt about it. But I haven't seen him roll from... Back to front, yep. Which will be the dangerous, the dangerous move. But either way, I can't just put him down and expect him to be in the same place when I get back. So. Oh, buzzing in the bowl. Yeah, no doubt. I'm throwing, I just threw my phone across the room, but it wasn't close enough to be the buzz. I don't know. The buzz kind of stopped when you did that. I heard the phone hit the cymbals of the drum, so it was a good throw. Always something. Always Always something. something. I know. Can't get into the chat tonight. Yeah, so I heard, I saw Bimrose tooting about the Kiwi at uh, trollroom.io being down. And, uh, you know, everybody likes to take a lap and shit on Kiwi whenever it comes up. Get a real IRC client. I get a few different clients. People like their clients, you know? People like their clients. Kiwi does what I need pretty quickly and that's the one i typically use and i haven't had any problem with it using it on brave browser and i'm still logged in i am pretty much always logged in um it's just it kind of uh people people (laughs) mention me and i'm not around because it's just down here in the basement all the time logged in and then for my phone i use a different client uh, a mobile client and uh, that one seems to work just fine as well but uh for whatever reason they're saying it's a expired certificate. HTTPS is such a fucking great idea, isn't it? 
you're just so secure and it's like just the best. You get this little certificate that says you're good. Because you added an S to it. We promise <laughs> you're good because of the certificate. And then it expires and then you're like, uh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Fuck if I know. I'm just a regular idiot. I don't know what you're going to do. What get a new certificate. You, I don't know. You, <laughs> that's a guess. You would think it would be fixed, but, uh, you know, I got my own problems to troubleshoot. <laughs> Trying to get the fucking, excuse me, Castapod server going. Uh, we kind of talked a little bit about how if you go with an open source project rather than a paid company... It's kind of like a big conglomerate of different developers who may be working on various levels of the project or not at all on different software or different platforms, um, various time zones. But they do have a help um, a help forum, and so I posted my issue on there probably about three weeks ago now. And there's only one guy really that's been replying to it, and that's the thing. It's like uh, the bummer of open source is like I guess it's just as big as the community and the engagement of the community can vary. And so um, I've had the same problem since the jump with ports being identified as closed when I run the diagnostics. And really what it seems like is that they're closed via IPv6. You can't reach it via IPv6, but it works in IPv4. So finally, three weeks later, the idea came about of, oh, well, maybe just try to disable IPv6. So that was the latest suggestion this morning. And we're going to try that been running around like an idiot all day so i haven't had time to dive into the castapod server but we really want to get you know a solution for our podcast hosting that is just our own that we control but more importantly one that has podcasting 2.0 features which our current host uh podbean does not support and I just do not have the expertise level of, uh, at least at this point, I'm open-minded and willing to learn. But right now I can't write RSS. I don't know what the fuck goes on. You know, I don't know how to write an RSS feed and customize it. And uh, plenty, of my, plenty of people I even know online and in town do. I just don't. So it would be nice to have a little solution like that where I could make it work. That's what we're working on. So we're going to try and see if just turning IPv6 off completely solves our problems magically. And uh, I'm excited to let you know the update. But uh, before we get too deep into the bowl and knock too many more microphones over and have too many more buzzy buzzies, we do like to thank the people who support us, the supporters of the show, supporters of the bowl. Uh, starting first off, we don't thank him enough. No debit. Setting up the stream. So if you're listening to us on the Bowl After Bowl stream... You can find it at bullafterbull.com. Click on Listen Live. There's links there. If you're listening to us on the Bull stream, that's all thanks to No Debit. That's his IceCast server that he just provided us a uh, little piece of. So we thank you for that. Thanks, No Debit. And also thanks to Bimrose. If you're listening to us on the No Agenda stream and the Mighty No Agenda Nation, live every Tuesday night right after DH Unplugged, that is thanks to Sir Bimrose. So thank you, sir. Thanks, Sir Bimrose. We do have uh, one producer via the paypals via the cuck bucks the monthly stonation came in again from uh i'm gonna call you cw because i don't have a note and i don't want to necessarily dox anybody who doesn't want to be doxed or whatever uh so we'll just leave it at that for now cw thank you for the stonation that rolls in every month and it it's just a little bit every month adds up over time it snowballs and it helps us out tremendously um 
you can go to bowlafterbowl.com and the donate button will be at the bottom of each page. There's also ways to stream sats, which is what we've been uh, really pushing pretty hard uh, lately. The Bowl After Bowl guys are pushing the value for value so hard. The stream of sats is very cool. Um, and if you haven't listened to the latest podcasting 2.0 episode, it was a fantastic one. And um, they kind of talked about, in fact, Dave Jones just posted a graph uh, earlier today about he kind of had a timeline of the show and a line graph of where all the boosts came in. So because all of the boosts are time stamped, can line them up to like what parts of the show get boosted the hardest. Oh, wow. Which is pretty cool. Um, just to visually see that. I'm a visual guy myself, so seeing that lined up is really exciting because then you can look through and um, see where are we getting the boosts at, man? What's boosting? But what yeah, are the people like? What do they like, man? What, what, do we, what do we need to be throwing down? Well, apparently... Um, apparently. Apparently. Last week when I whined about not getting sat streamed, the community heard and jumped in. There was over 30,000 sat streamed last week. Oh, yeah. Thanks, community. To the bowl after bowl. Thanks, bowlers. Uh, various nodes. It's being split between two nodes right now. So we were kind of playing with splits and how they work. But yeah, it's, it's been working pretty well. Uh, if you go to newpodcastapps.com, and I will go there right now just to follow along with myself, you can see all of the different apps, directories, and hosting companies that support the new namespace, the new podcasting 2.0 features. And I did want to talk about it just a little bit because I hear kind of different concerns and different objections to pod 2.0, and I think it's like a big, uh, somewhat of a misunderstanding of what it is or what it means. Podcasting 2.0 is a new namespace in that it just offers you a bunch more options, a bunch more features. So that includes chapters, that includes uh, sound bites, that includes the streaming sats that we talk about a lot, um, value tag, we call it. Uh, a lot of different things are supported. Alternate enclosure would be the newest tag that's, that's supported. So an alternate enclosure just means you can include uh, some other file. So the enclosure tag is where the MP3 file lives in your RSS feed. An alternate enclosure can give you, I don't know, the possibilities are endless. I mean, one of the main drivers they talked about wanted it for a lower res version of the file. So if you want a lower bit rate MP3 for like, you know, People have slower internet connections or their uh, data is very limited per month. They can download a smaller file. Or if you have one in various languages. Or if you have a supplemental file like a video or uh, something that maybe has to do with the show but isn't the show. All of that stuff can live in alternate closure, alternate enclosures, which is kind of cool. But the beauty of podcasting 2.0 is you can adopt any of it. A lot of people push back because they're like, I don't care about podcasting 2.0 because I don't care about Bitcoin which is fine. Uh, it doesn't really, doesn't require Bitcoin to play with podcasting 2.0 and it doesn't, the lack of a Bitcoin doesn't indicate a lack of podcasting 2.0, if that makes sense. Like at the very basic, like one of the easiest caveman style things about the new namespace is the chapter images. So if you do chapters in your podcast, which at this point we do not, uh, I've said I want to get a few things in place first before we explore the chapter thing. Um, and Castapod has really uh, had me banging my head against a brick wall far longer than I 
had anticipated doing so just because of the crickets uh, I've seemed to run into when I reach out for help, which is fantastic. But I'm not going to be too much of a bitch about it. Uh, if you go to podcastindex.org slash apps, which is where uh, newpodcastapps.com takes you, just do a f- uh, control F, a find on uh, value. And all of those apps are podcast apps where you can stream a sats to. So you can boost using one of those apps, whether it's PodStation, which is a Chrome extension, whether it's PodFriend, which is an app uh, you can run on on Windows or on the web. I know they have an iPhone, uh, iOS app out now. Uh, Breeze works. It's a mobile app, Android or iOS. Sphinx Chat, they, they have it on all platforms. All of those uh, you can boost us in. And, of course, CurioCaster, that's a, that's a web app. That one has been pretty cool. Um, out of everything to stream in, that tends to be one of my favorites. And they have a tip jar in there, too, which is fun. Oh, that's awesome. So, like, everybody who has a value tag associated with the show you're listening to or, you know, whoever's involved, you can g- click on that tip jar and they're all in there. And so if you want to just tip, like, the node associated with one of the hosts, that it can be set up, your show can be set up to enable that. When we do the music thing, that's going to get really cool because a tip jar in a music type app would allow you to single out and tip like one musician for a solo, let's say. Um, You can also in the tip jar tip the app developer, which is pretty cool. If you just happen to, you know, be loving the app or it just gave you a great experience for some reason, you want to directly reward the app developer. That's an option in the tip jar, which is pretty neat. Can you retroactively add the tip jar feature to older episodes? So right now, the tip jar feature and all of the boosts and all of the streaming and all of that stuff, all of the value splits are for your whole show. So like we started out with just the voltage node as our value tag node. Now we have a split. It goes 50% to the voltage node, 50% to the Raspberry Pi node. That is for... The whole show, no matter what episode you're listening to. And so when I changed it, it applied to the same thing. Like every episode, whenever you're streaming it. Okay. Once I made the change, it changed everything. So in the future, they're going to enable episode by episode splits. Right now, there's like, I think there's room in the namespace for it, but like none of the apps work that way. None of the apps are looking at the episode split. I gotcha. It's just a whole show split. Because I was just thinking about our Bulls with Buds episodes. Yep. Specifically. Yeah, Bulls with Buds and uh, the Misinformed Nation stuff. All of that would be perfect for having splits for guests. And um, it'd be cool, too, with uh, stuff like artwork with no agenda. You know, there could be a a worked-in artist split that might just be, like, small and a per-episode thing. But, you know, over time, all this stuff adds up. And Little Trickles, uh, it's kind of like royalties, you know. If you, yeah, get, totally. if you get royalties for every play and then just like in uh, kind of an infinite setup, you know, down the road, people will listen, people will stream it. They'll be like, hey, look at that. Nice I can boost. I can tip. Passive income there. Yeah, I think that, you know, the very first time we talked about this, I think it was struck by lightning, like back in 47 or something. Uh, that was sort of the future vision. That was why we were so excited to get on board and champion it early and put real money in the game to get set up onto it because the future is just that. It's cutting out middlemen. It's being able to 
you know, truly account for the value that you're giving and receiving. And, you know, for the, from the perspective of producing the show, setting it up to where you can reward everybody who pitches in and produces. Um, so it's pretty cool. I don't know. And here we are. It's happening. Here we are. I mean, it's, it's coming in right now, you know, and, uh, I think it's only going to grow. It's only going to grow. I think so. The big curry, uh, Rogan appearance, number three, seems to be having its effects. It's spreading out. People are seeing it and talking about it. Um, people are coming to Mastodon because they showed Mastodon and how it works. And people are just, I think, hungry for Twitter and Facebook alternatives. You know, something that's just different that they can try out that's a competitor. You know, Facebook sucks so hard now. Like warning you about extremist content when uh, it's anything left of Mao Zedong, De Chong Chong, anything right of that. I'm right, sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything even moderate or or if you ask questions, God forbid you ever ask a question of is this for real or is this the is this the thing that's going on? Not allowed. No. Well, you might be a homegrown domestic terrorist. And so that's why, you know, the podcast 2.0 thing is beautiful. That's why the Fediverse is beautiful. You can just be on your own and disconnected from these stupid institutions that hate you and want you silenced, if not dead. And, uh, you know, you can opt out of your digital enslavement. Yeah, I'm glad I'm so far removed from that world. It's nice, man. 2016, I said bye-bye to I know. the face bag. I was so silly to remake one, but I re-deleted it, so... <laughs> Yay, re-redemption. Full circle. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. Full circle. Well, holy hell, we had a great show listening to Hog Story last night. Yes, they what had a great show. Big Fat Episode 200. 200. 200. If you don't listen to Hog Story by going to hogstory.com or hogstory.net. You know, I like saying hogstory.net because it's just like the thing I've always known. Hogstory.net. So I say net. But com works too now. Com or net. You know the hog story. Very powerful story. Um, very important story. Very big story. Front page story. Hog story. Hog story. Um, God, they had a hell of a show, man. It was a great one. So fun. And, you know, we we I called in and let Fletcher know again, and we've said it multiple times on this show, but without the hogs, man, we wouldn't be going. We wouldn't be back at it. We took this hiatus that was indefinite, ended up lasting five years. The only reason we got back on doing it every Tuesday, I mean, we've been doing it every Tuesday since we came back. Haven't missed a one. And it's because of the hogaroonies. Because we went on as guests on Hog Story. And we look down here and we're like, hey, we got our setup. We got everything working. Everything's like down here. Why not make use of it? It's silly for it to just sit down here and never get used. Sit down here and collect dust. And, yeah, what uh, a waste. Yeah, man. We can be out here uh, just uh, chatting away, helping people toke on a Tuesday and uh, getting that routine back in order. It's been so cool because it's, it's, uh, it's value in and value out, you know? We get... Uh, we get to say our piece and let our thoughts out there. And uh, we also get to give voice to all our peoples in the bowl, um, whether it's through the voicemails or through production or shout-outs or whatever. You know, we, we have a little community here, and that's what I wanted to emulate once I once we they had us on Hog Story. It's just like that 
connection with the people listening. And, you know, it's a show that's kind of niche. It's kind of not for everyone, but it's about those relationships. It's about, you know, passing the bowl. And that's why I'm encouraged, too, um, that if you got friends you think would like, you pass them the bowl, man. We're encouraging. We're going to start a campaign here coming up, Pass the Bowl, um, which is just kind of like a hit-in-the-mouth sort of situation. But our meme will obviously be Pass the Bowl. So you got to pass the bowl to people. Yeah, and remind your friends not to be a mooch. Oh, yeah, that's right. You can go over to bowlafterbowl.com slash donate. I mean, the moose factor is pretty high with this crowd. <laughs> here's the uh, here's the number one rule. First rule of being a smoker is it's bad manners to keep bumming all the damn time. So that's a little plug uh, for value for value and for the hog story, too. Because those guys, I mean, I'll, I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. I'll go to my grave saying it. If it weren't for them, we wouldn't be here today. <laughs> uh, they Etched are fantastic. tombstone. Um, Thank you, Hog Story. <laughs> another great in podcasting. Chris got his uh, pants cream, pants cream wet dream. Oh, that was amazing. On the uh, abs in the six pack, when the seed man made us like special five minute drop in appearance. Very cool. The la- the last one he had with Mo Du. I'm pretty sure it was last Wednesday, if I remember correctly. Still not available. So if you didn't hear it live, man, you gotta wait. You just got to wait still. Ah. And uh, that's what you get for not following Sir Seat Sitter on noagendasocial.com and keeping a close eye on when he goes live and uh, being there for it, which I try to catch stuff live most of the time I do. I'm so far behind because we've been vacationing uh, and we've just been, we've had our hands full for the past two weekends. And the weekend is usually where I like really hit the podcast hard. A lot of them come out on, a, you know, Thursday or Friday. And uh, do a lot of catching up on the weekends, but I haven't been able to do my weekend listening as heavy as I usually do. There's a new Mo Facts out. Haven't tapped into it. New Podcast 2.0 I had to get while we were driving back from Iowa, so that was good. Um, just new stuff coming out all the time. Yeah, I mean, geez, we even missed No Agenda Live, we which did. is a very rare occurrence. Yeah, since we started listening live like a couple years back, there's not many of them that we've missed. And those were good episodes too i can't i need the show number the last one was pretty excellent and the one one before that too they're all excellent no agenda no doubt but some of them stand out you know what i mean sometimes i feel like the news cycle kind of gets into a lull and so when you're just Mm. deconstructing the news cycle it's like oh this kind of feels like the same one we've had for the last couple three weeks yeah yeah the uh Continuing Koof stories, man. That'll but man, you. yeah, the the Koof is taking a whole nother angle. When they started talking exosomes, is that right? Yeah. It's just like a whole new rabbit hole to go down. Oh, seriously. I loved the show art for, it was 1362 that we were catching up on first on our way up to Iowa. Yes. With the, the breast vax show art. When Adam was like, oh my gosh, the antibodies get passed through the breast milk. (laughs) It was like, yes, welcome to the world of breast milk. Yep. It's a wonderful, magical thing. Good antibodies, the jab antibodies, any of the antibodies going to go through there. Uh, We saw the midwife today for John's check-in, and she uh, not alarmed me, but she talked about that, what is it called, tightening, where they check your antibody count. Yeah. And I was like, I just thought that was interesting. And she was specifically 
referring to my measles antibody, and she said I was more than immune. You were like on, super immune, right? So I was, yeah, I had or a super something. immunity because I guess German measles is real bad, real deadly for pregnant women. So they always check it. And I guess, you know, if you're good, they won't say anything to you. But yeah, I just thought that was interesting. You know, ask your uh, care provider to check your antibodies if you're interested because that's an option. Yeah, I never had heard of that being done before, but it's kind of neat. Yeah, kind of neat. I'm glad my midwife has my back and does all these things that I don't know about to make sure that I'm in tip-top health and condition at all times. I'm going to miss her, man, because it's like uh, that was our last appointment. She said we could come back in a month for another uh, weight check of yeah. the baby and, you know, just shooting the shit with her because we love her so much. Free little weigh-in <laughs> in Popeye, like 15 minutes. She's like, 15 minutes. Like, yeah, she says 15 minutes. All right. All right, all right. We'll write our questions down. That's good enough. She should we'll do another picnic, man. That's what she should do. Yeah, I totally agree. That was so magical. It was like two summers ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, she needs to do more. Uh, having all these children and women in one place with, like, the fairy godmother of all the babies, the woman who welcomed them into the world safely and, you know, really, I mean... It's all the moms who do the delivering. Our midwife is just there to, you know, check and make sure everything's <laughs> going according to God's plan. Uh, but God, she's there and she's like the first person all these babies see, one of the first people. It's just so magical. What a cool role. I love that. It is very cool. Yeah. Very legal. And it's just all these kids being like, it's Cheryl, it's Cheryl. All the kids know her, you know. It's so cool. Yeah, that was a very fun event. Yeah, that was. I would even offer to help her organize her planet if that's what she needed. In fact, that reminds me, the KC meetup, the next KC meetup is going to be uh, the 31st of July. July 31st. Uh, I think I mentioned it last show that we pushed it ahead one weekend. Yes. So um, securing the venue... Tomorrow, and then we will produce a promo for, I believe, for Thursday's show. Um, I want to do one on Thursday's show just because it's like, you know, it gives everybody that two-week span to get ready for it. And then I'll probably do another promo for it on Sunday, the 25th, before the thing. Because then we can hit a Thursday and a Sunday We'll get it in everybody's head because not everybody listens to every single show all the time. So That's true. Want to get a little mix in there? And those promos only get one play. That's right. They get you know you send them in and no matter what it is, it's one and then done. So. And this is a big deal. We've this is got a big the deal. Duke. The Duke. Back home. David Fugazzotto is back, stateside. He's back in the beautiful, wonderful state of Missouri, which is. Which is not coof-ridden, by the way. It's just a meme. Oh, I was so sick of hearing that. Boots on the ground Iowa. report. I remember John was like, I need a boots on the ground report. Maybe I'll send one in. But uh, I'm here in Missouri, and nobody is talking about it in real life. If you turn on the TV, it's all coof, all Missouri, all Missouri, all coof. If you tur- if- I don't watch TV. Hardly ever. The only time I see TV is when I'm at my dad's house. Or in this case, you know, in Iowa over the weekend at my grandparents' house, then the TV is on pretty much always. And so then I'm like, it's actually kind of weird to have like a toe dipped in like once a week 
And sometimes you're just like, oh my god, what the, f- what are they shoving down everybody's face now? But yeah, Missouri's some kind of hot spot. Now you remember back when Missouri was like 51st out of all states in, uh, or it might have been 52nd. Yeah, out it was of all, 52nd. Out of all states and territories in yep. vaccination rate. So it seems just like another gotcha Missouri hit piece to, you know, scare everybody in. It's like, you, you gotta imagine, you gotta understand if you're paying attention, that the government has been involved in a very, very expensive, very well-funded vaccine anti-hesitancy campaign. So what they've been doing is looking at everywhere where they can move the numbers the most, and that's going to have to be the places where people get the shot the least, right? They're going to push all of their messaging there. They're going to push all of their target uh, spends there, their buys there. And uh, what better way to do it than to say, oh, these are hot spots now. Oh, there's all these all these breakouts. Oh, this Delta Plus Plus Ultra is coming out hot and heavy. You may think it's allergies. It's the Delta. No. Just kidding. Just kidding. That's just crazy. Yeah, your uh, grandparents were really, oh, that's... Missouri's got it bad, huh? A yeah, that danger, was before danger. I had heard it anywhere else. They had said it. Because then I was like, like, I was immediately like, oh, is that what they're telling you on TV? Yeah, you know? that's exactly what you said. That's what I said. Because I, I that Savage. was the first I heard of it is when they said that. <laughs> yeah. And then sure enough, on but, the fucking TV, they keep saying it. And then on the last No Agenda, of course, they're bringing what the TV says and deconstructing it. So a lot of it was like, oh, Missouri, oh no, Missouri. They seem to be looking specifically at the lake, which is, of course, a summer tourist yeah, destination. Yeah, yeah, you always got to do hits on the lake. You remember last season, uh, pictures of people at the fucking lake events. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, there's 80 people in this swimming pool, and, like, everybody had to be shamed about it. Um, now, you remember Illuminati told us that that's just not how viruses work, that they're not spread outside. You can't get it outside in the sun. Right. Like, she said there's no spread. Outside in the sun. So, who are you going to believe? Illuminati or the TV? Illuminati. I'm going with Illuminati, for Every sure. Time. Every single time. Every time, you're right. Well, I sent you a clip oh, while we're it. on the topic of Koof in our state. I love clips. Yeah. Someone asked our governor, Mike Parson, about the federal door-to-door knocking plan. And here is what he had to say. I don't know what the plan is, but I will tell you this. I object to the federal government coming in, going door to door to anybody's houses in Missouri if they don't want that. The White House says that's We're not what the president is talking about. So these are grassroots voices uh, across the country. They are not members of the government. They are not federal government employees. Uh, they are volunteers. They are clergy. They are trusted voices in communities who are playing this role in door knocking. Look, I don't give a fuck who you are. You can get off of my property if you're here to spread the good word of coof shot. You can fuck right off. And it's so disingenuous to tell it, to say to the, oh, the government is going to, you know, train, recruit and train all these volunteers and then send them to do this mission. But, oh, they're not from the government. They're clergy. Fuck off. Yeah, they're still spreading the good word of the government, so... They're here on Who are the, they working for? They're here on the Biden administration's bidding, or from a county health department who can also swing on my fucking nuts. It's just ridiculous. Like, they're gonna say, 
oh, we're here from the government, whether it's local or it's county or it's state or it's federal, it doesn't matter. They should all be leaving us the hell alone. Agreed. Now, no one has knocked on our door yet, to our knowledge, but I think that our area is definitely the target or one of the biggest targets. No doubt. No doubt. I think that our area meets all the criteria because it's an overwhelmingly black neighborhood, like 85% plus in my zip code. It is an overwhelmingly poor neighborhood. I think medium income is like high teens, low 20 grand, something like that. Last time I looked up the stats. Um, My neighborhood is in Missouri, so they're going to be targeting Missouri, and they're going to be sending people to the vaccine-hesitant spots. Now, um, we have heard from a lot of different things that that there's a lot of hesitancy also within the African-American community. So they're going to be double targeted. They're going to be targeted because they, you know, they claim that they're more adversely affected by this. They're going to be targeted because they're also lenient of trusting the government because they've been burned several times in the past trusting the government, specifically with the medical institutions. I mean, the Tuskegee experiments, some of the most heinous uh, medical crimes ever committed upon the black community in this country. So, yeah, I wouldn't be in a big rush to trust your friendly local um, pharma goblin no. to keep you healthy. You know? And they're doing more of these uh, campaigns to lure people in with incentives. I saw a billboard with the spin to win in Kansas, over on the Kansas side. Like, oh, we have a carnival-themed... Uh, <laughs> they're actually sitting in an abandoned Kmart that's there, you know, not abandoned, but uh, an old, what used to be a Kmart. And you go in there and you can get your jab and then go spin a wheel for exciting prizes. Oh, like boy. Like $50 to fast food chains or, uh, you know, chain restaurants. Like, oh, boy. Get the mRNA going in your body and maybe get 50 bucks. So gross. You know, Just if, gross. if there was a literal spin the wheel to win contest and the entry fee was eating a cyanide pill. There's still a percentage of the population that would do it, I think, <laughs> at this point. Oh, free spins. But I could win a truck. Yeah. Free cheeseburgers. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't either. I'm not interested. <laughs> you can miss me with I, most of that. For I just sure. want them to leave me alone, though. Like, I'm just sick of it being crammed down our throats it every direction we go in. like a small ask, doesn't it? Yeah. Doesn't it seem like a pretty small ask? It's like, I'm not even asking you to do something. I'm asking you to fuck off. I'm just asking you to not do anything. The last time I felt this way was with the 2020 election, where you couldn't take a shit in a public bathroom without a sign that said, hey, you need to go vote. Register to vote. Register to vote. Vote with the vote. Vote on a vote. And the and the text is in blue. Welcome to Walmart. Did you vote? Welcome to Subway. Did you vote? Welcome to Arby's. Did you vote? Fuck, dude. Yeah, that was pretty annoying. Now it's, uh, welcome to Walmart. You can get your jab here. Did you know? Oh, yeah. Welcome to McDonald's. Go around the back for the jab tent. You can jab for fries. Fries jab. You can jab if you want to. You can bring a friend to jab. We will pay you 50 bucks and load up your truck because we'll pay you 50 bucks 11 times if you're in D.C. Nice. Yeah. 
It's just crazy. I, I'm still waiting on the stories of people getting multiples for multiple prizes. Well, that's going to come out, you Or know. people who got it in April, you know, and then they're like, whoa, well, I got mine way back then. They weren't giving free shit out back then. I'm going to get mine again, you know? Yeah, or like, well, they're talking about boosters, so, you know, I can just go get the free stuff now and get a booster. It's just a booster. Yeah, I think of it, it as a booster. <laughs> I mean, especially now that they're like, don't worry about mix and match. Don't worry about it, you know. Oh, God. Welcome to Costco. I love you. Welcome to Costco. I love you. Welcome to Costco. I love you. Oh my god, dude. It's tough, man. It's tough. I was having mowing thoughts thinking about this. Oh, yeah? So I was mowing earlier. And it's just like... I get these frustrated spirals, but then it's... You know, you get frustrated with normie mentality. And then you think about... Well, normie is normal. It's the bell curve distribution. It's like most fucking people. Like overwhelmingly most people. You know? Yes. It's like... 60 to 70 percent are in that fat part of the bell curve and you just go oh yeah yeah man that's like just about everybody it gets lonely you know it just gets fucking lonely that's why i'm glad that we do this every week that's why i'm glad we have all the bowlers and all the fantastic other shows around that we can hop around and kind of bounce thoughts and ideas off of and just be not even necessarily right or wrong or finger wag better informed i mean i think that we're a little bit better informed just because we are allowed to be net ned you're in you're in he got in but overall it's just you're allowed your space to figure it out for yourself you know and people can be full of shit and that's okay and people can be sounding really smart or people can be really wacky and off the tree and off the rails and you can appreciate all of it coming together you know like, I don't need the earth to be flat or round in my community because I can listen to both perspectives and trip on both. You know what I'm saying? Like, and uh, I can have my own personal opinions about it. And I can also separate myself from everybody else's personal opinions about it. And we get to explore ideas that way. It's just, it keeps you more intellectually sharp, I think, to just expose yourself to different ideas Maybe this is crazy. Maybe this is not so crazy. I think talking, uh, last time we talked a good deal about getting vax pilled, you know, essentially, thanks to Chris, our seat sitter. And we talked to the midwife today kind of about it. And, uh, you know, we were just like, we basically said, you know, thank God for COVID because it kind of shut down the vax schedule that my kids were on. And I'm not really in a big. Harry rushed to get him back on it. I'm fine with him just staying off of that schedule because it's way too aggressive and uh, completely unnecessary and, and actually fraught with risk, it turns out, if you do any kind of research on it. And the thing that made me sick is we all of the health care professionals in our life now already knew that. They already know that. They know that vaccines are, at best, pretty much unnecessary. Like, best case scenario is the vaxes are, like, not really something you need. Just not something that is really important. That's all. And the worst case scenario is fucking horrific. It includes dead babies that they blame on SIDS. Sudden infant death, They'll yeah. blame on you had the wrong crib or that you have the audacity to co-sleep or something. Uh, when it can be a fucking vaccine injury. And I don't want to get into and rehash all of that because we kind of did that last week. What I'm trying to make the point of is you're just not even allowed. You're not even allowed to explore or ask questions. Immediately, you're a whack job if you just ask a question. 
same with the election shit. You know, there's a lot of election shit coming out. And, you know, we just stopped talking about election this, Trump that completely because there's really nothing to gain from it. It's like one of those things that's so big and so out of an individual's hands that our stance was, well, fuck it. We, we know that they fucked with the 2020 election. If you do an honest looking around, you can find completely atrocious shit. The Fulton County uh, Ruby Freeman chick that ran the ballots through several times that everybody's seen on video. It's a very obvious thing. And now it comes out, a ba- bunch of ballot images. There's batches where 1 through 298 are in this batch. And then you look in the next batch, and they're just in reverse order, all the same fucking ballots. You know how that happens? That happens when you pick up a stack of paper, you run it through a ballot counter, it shoots out, it's just been reverse ordered, and then you just stick it right back in, and you run it again. That happened multiple times in 2020. We know all these different things, but what can one guy do about it? And my attitude was, we're looking back at JFK, 1963... We're still getting lied to about that shit. So what's, you know, I mean, how am I going to expect that they're going to fix this election fuckery in just one year? But we have ways to opt out of their corrupt bullshit systems. You know, we don't have to be all beholden to that. We don't have to go to a hospital to have a kid. We don't have to go show up and let them stick whatever unholy concoction they dream up into our arms on their little perceived pre-noted schedules. We don't have to go stick our kids into a communist indoctrination camp to get a finger-wag education where they teach you fucking nothing. We don't have to do any of that shit. We can just do our own shit, our own way, and that's it. That's what I love. That's what I love about the real freedom that we have as individuals. And, you know, your freedom isn't that you get to vote one time every four years for president of the fucking corrupt White House. That's not where your freedom lies. Your freedom lies in what you do and what you say and where you spend your money and how you think and what questions you ask and what information you allow to come in to your mind and to your family. Your freedom comes not from a government document, not from the Constitution, not from the fucking White House, not from the Army or the Navy. Your freedom is yours because you exist. It was given to you the moment you started existing by Virtue of your existence, that's where you derive your freedom from. And that's what it is. That's what it's all about. So you can make your own decisions and you can come to your own conclusions. And that's what I love about this community. We all do that together. Yeah. 33 times even. 33 times. Yeah, I saw in one of those uh, audit articles that Biden had gotten 3.3 million votes (laughs) in Arizona. Nice. So, there it is, there it is. But that's not one of my top 33 stories for tonight. Ooh. Uh, today there was an article about 33 Navy sailors on the USS Michigan at Puget Sound Naval Shipyard who were hospitalized yesterday after possible exposure to exhaust from the vessel's engine. Now, only two of them reported mild respiratory symptoms. The rest were admitted just out of an abundance of caution. Hmm. 33, though. Can never be too safe, right? Is that a story? Really? It is now. (laughs) It is because there were 33 of them. Right. They only had two, so they added 31 more. (laughs) You gotta wonder if, like, sometimes they get 35, and they're like, fuck, we gotta disappear too, guys. (laughs) 
Oh, shit. It probably happens every day. We never know. <laughs> we don't know. We just see the 33. Yeah, we really don't know. Um, then I saw that farmers in the northern U.S. Plains region are will end up harvesting the smallest spring wheat crop in 33 years due to drought. Mm. 33 years, smallest crop of spring wheat. And the spring wheat, of course accounts for a quarter of the total U.S. wheat production. So there's going to be higher prices and uh, shortages till that winter wheat coming around to oh be harvested. Boy. I can't wait for the prices of everything to go even higher. Right, right. Uh, because you've probably noticed that oil has hit a 33-month high in price. Gotta love it. Yeah. When yeah. we were in Iowa, geez, it was, what, 389 for uh, regular, three eighty nine for regular unleaded, and uh, three oh nine for their heavily subsidized ethanol blend. It's like E eighty five or whatever it is. Uh, so yeah, they in Iowa it's been like that for quite a while. They're like the big corn state, and so they price incentive it price incentivize buying the corn gasoline. And but even that is more expensive. Yeah, it's two eighty nine. But if you directly compare just regular unleaded from Missouri to Iowa, you're adding a fucking dollar, yeah, per gallon in Iowa. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Because when we were over on the Kansas side today, I saw two eighty nine. Oh, what can you do? But uh, I do have another uh, thirty three story. Oh well, to go along with oil prices, thirty three people were injured in Chicago this past weekend. Oof. So you know we have to keep. Uh, Updating everyone on the Chirac War. <laughs> right. The Chicago uh, violence that is ongoing. But a Sinaloa cartel ringleader, that's in quotes, was sentenced to 33 years in federal prison this past week for extensive fentanyl, heroin, and cocaine trafficking through Virginia, North Carolina, and California. He had to pay $4.2 million dollars and forfeit his house. Hmm. Love that forfeiture money. Yeah. Especially when it's 4.2, like 420, LMAO. A, for the law yep. enforcement who gets these pennies from heaven. They love it. To just buy cool things. Jumping up and down, rubbing their hands together. Like bear cats. Buying bear Tank. cats, SWAT, uh, <laughs> drive your house down, <laughs> machines, all of it. All that good stuff, man. They love it. I had the magic number was popping up in crypto stories this week too. Oh. Like 33 people investigated in South Korea for uh, illicit crypto transactions worth one and a half billion dollars. And then there was a an identity thief who uh, stole five hundred thousand dollars off of credit cards. He just happened to be 33 years old. Uh, he got five hundred thousand dollars. That he stole from these credit cards, and he ended up buying like $160,000 worth of Bitcoin, a diamond-encrusted Bitcoin pendant, and a $34,000 Rolex. Huh. He was sentenced to three years in prison by the U.S. District Court in Seattle. Can't do the frauds, man. Can't do it when you're 33. No doubt. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway. Fucking. And then the coof, of course. 33 new cases in Sedgwick County, Kansas. As well as Vancouver and Vermont. There's always 33 new cases rolling out, isn't there? Yeah. And if people are going to be fined uh, for gathering despite restrictions, 
It's going to be three, 33 of them, which is what happened in Lancashire over the pond. 33 people fined for gathering under tier three restrictions. How Ooh. could they? Those absolute reckless fools. Seriously. And I don't know if you saw that article in The Hill. I made a note of it. Uh, the Hill writer here blames the scamdemic for an increase in drownings across the states because kids were not able to go to swimming lessons. <laughs> okay. Except for he doesn't bring it up other than the headline in the lead, like the correlation between how COVID and drowning actually uh, correlate. You know? It seems like a stretch to me, but we'll go with it. I just thought it was funny. That is kind of funny. It's like, what? You know what else is funny? Servo just posted in the bowl. Glauber Conasoto? Contes Soto. He is a 33-year-old Dogecoin millionaire. Oh, yeah. We talked about him on the show before. Yes. He's being uh, paid in Doge. Um, he did it. He doged it he to did. the moon. He bought when it was four and a half cents, which is cute. It's good. It's nice. Um, I think he put most of his life savings in there, right? I mean, I got out at 55, thank God. Because I had some from years back, just like years back. I had, I don't know, I had like 5,000 Doge that all came from faucets. You understand? Like, faucets used to just throw Doge at you by like hundreds, if not thousands. Because it wasn't worth nothing back then. But, uh, man, they put it on Coinbase and it's never been the same since. They put it on Coinbase and it went from like 42 cents to like 33 cents or... 30 cents or something like that and it's never really been back never really been back yet we'll see what happens though anything can happen that's what's wild that's what's wild the wild west of the uh, crypto wild 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 yo with that you want to go behind the curtain yeah absolutely bring me a bottle of whiskey and a bowl get me a bottle of whiskey and a bowl what are you drinking on? I got a bottle of root. Root. Pass yeah. the root. 80 proof root. Certified organic neutral spirits with North American herbs and pure cane sugar. It's basically trying to be like what the original root beer-ish stuff was. Tastes like like hard root beer. Like very hard liquor root beer. <laughs> what a hard root beer should taste like. <laughs> Birch bark, smoked black tea, cinnamon, wintergreen, spearmint, clove, anise, orange, lemon, nutmeg, allspice, cardamom, and pure cane sugar. Organic as fuck. What can I say? It's delicious. Haiti proof. Warms your belly. Warms your heart. You can chase it with some beautiful can of root beer like I have right here. It's a great time. Oh yeah. Had a great goddamn time. They had a great goddamn time. Oof, Joe, you're really hot. I love the uh, packaging too. How they have these drawings of drawings, drawings of drawings. all. I always say drawings. Because you're like 85 years old. They have the drawings of all the ingredients on the back there. Yes, the drawings. <laughs> I remember once in school, some kid told me I was a good drawer. No, I will just never forget that. Do you wash your hands? I don't wash my hands. Uh, I know a lot of people that do wash. I just wash them, usually. Uh, but I do like drawing. Draw drawing, <laughs> to me, definitely harkens to the wash thing. It's definitely in the same vein, that's for sure. And probably from the same uh, region of America. I think it's more of an age demo than a region. Oh, Person really? Personally, personally, I feel... 
that it's more pronounced. I felt like generationally than it is maybe necessarily a northern regional thing. thing. A northern, maybe northeastern thing. I don't know. I don't know. But if you wash your hands, you should uh, give us a call. That's right. 816-607-3663 and leave us a voicemail about it. Did we talk about our first time I ever yet? We haven't, actually. But now that we're behind the curtain, I guess we should mention that uh, this week's first time I ever, uh, kind of rolling along with the theme we had going last week, slight variation on it. Uh, First time I ever came outside. Largely inspired by Quirk S's voicemail. That's right. And uh, you can always weigh in on that or any other topic that tickles your fancy. It's very easy to do. All you got to do. Call 816-607-3663 and the play of That's right. That's the beauty about the voicemail line is it is always plugged in and listening to your voicemails. You can send one. It's a great, simple way to give some value to bowl after bowl yeah. if you receive value little from content, us. little participation, little love. Uh, always enjoy playing the voicemails, and we'll have those coming up. Text line asks, you guys are in Missouri, right? Um, it's That's another thing I think that's generational and that probably won't be around in a couple more generations. The Missouri thing, Missouri is going to go the way of the dinosaur. I gotta say something. That's my prediction. I've never heard anyone in Missouri say Missouri, but I have heard everyone who visits Missouri say Missouri. I from hear politician it, to right. my grandma. Well, <laughs> politicians are the ones that say it probably the most here in the state. Uh, you'll hear it more in rural parts or southern parts. Oh, and okay. again, it it's got to be north of a certain ge- generation too. I used to hear it a lot in like uh, old men in farmers hats that would go to McDonald's for breakfast or would go to like Clem's Cafe for breakfast. You oh, know, you always see yeah. like the old shit kickers just sitting there like breaking balls and eating biscuits and gravy together. And those guys would definitely say Missouri. I gotcha. But it's just not a thing that even rural kids say. The kids are not doing the Missouri thing, which isn't, you know, it could be good or bad or whatever. I don't really have an opinion about it. I just, Missouri is the way that you say it. It's the way that I say it. And I'm a transplant <laughs> and, from Massachusetts. And God damn it, it's the way that Tennessee Ernie Ford sang it. And that is the golden standard. Ah, uh, yes. Ohio, you mighty river. Missouri. <laughs> I won't do it justice. I'll just uh, murder it, but. One of my fondest memories is you and the three-year-old, the now three-year-old, almost four-year-old. In the boat. Singing that. Sorry about that. It's okay. You were singing that uh, driving through Virginia when we were visiting or had just visited Polyface Farms. That's right. Remember, she was singing that in the back and you were singing it in the front. It's so dang cute. It was good stuff. It was good stuff. You know what else is good stuff? And speaking of... uh, Singing? Time talent, part of Value for Value. We do have another metal moment from Reverend Cyber Trucker, Woo-hoo! which came in. Uh, so where are we going today, Rev? We are going to a magical place. Let's listen. In the bowl, y'all. This here is the Reverend Cyber Trucker with this week's metal moment. Hibria is a Brazilian power metal band created in Porto Alegre, Brazil, in 1996. 
The band has been growing all around the world due to their successful releases recognized both by the specialized media and the audience. The band cites traditional metal bands such as Iron Maiden and Judas Priest along with thrash bands like Metallica and Megadeth as influences. Coming off of their forthcoming EP named XX to be released on August 9th in North America, this song is Leading Lady. Someone to talk to, someone to discard his lay. Just wanna know the truth. I know my brother, my father, my mother, but who really cares? I'm coming in, I'll let you out. Poor speeches with a dirty word. I feel my pain is turning. So goddamn terrifying. Metal as fuck. Oh, I like it. I like it. Oh, yeah. You love it. You love it. You would love it. You'd love it. We'll have a link in the show notes. That's right. If you want to check it out. Did he say Hibria? Hybria? Hibria? I missed mm-hmm. it. I missed the very first part in my brain. Like, I didn't miss it. Miss it. I was here for it. But it was like two minutes ago, you know? Yeah. And you want to listen to it again? Let me, let me, let me rewind and see what he... You see how I pronounced it? This here is the Reverend Cybertrucker with this week's Metal Moment. Hibria is a... Hibria. Hibria. I said Hibria. Hibria. Hey, thank you, uh, Reverend Cybertrucker, for the Metal Moment. Always very metal. Um, Brazil. Where could we go next week? You should follow Rev Cybertrucker at noagendasocial.com. And he's always posting uh, some polls on where to take the Metal Moment next. So go in there, get your voice heard, vote. Your vote will be counted and not ma- manipulated. That's right. Here on our uh, No Agenda social platform. Unless you make a bunch of sock puppet accounts to f- fuck with the vote, oh. and then you're just a douchebag. Don't do that. Ugh. Don't do that kind of stuff. Seriously. I'm ashamed I even brought it up, Yeah, people. shame on you. You better not be out there manipulating our votes for this. You just gave some little bastard that idea. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. Oh, yeah. I like manipulating the vault, though. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, it won't be me because he went to Japan last week, and that was definitely my biased country for metal, so. (laughs) (laughs) Go to Japan every week for the metal moment. Yeah, Japan forever. It'll be the Japanese metal moment (laughs) from now on. If uh, Lorian Lorian will make nine sock puppet accounts. (laughs) It's all over. Yeah. When you start seeing the vote skewing to Japan, <laughs> you know it's me. Orient's <laughs> thumb on the scale. But no, I really enjoy hearing all these different places that maybe I've never uh, musically ventured to. No doubt. Ugh. There's a press conference tomorrow for a federal weed bill. 
Oh, yeah, they're finally going to do something? <laughs> no, they're going to have a press conference about oh, something. Right, you right, know, right, with like right, a, right. a preliminary version of a bill that's going to be unveiled by Chucky e. Schumer, uh, the Senate Finance Committee Chairman Ron Wyden, and, uh, you know, creepy eyes Cory Booker. Oh, great. Nice. <laughs> That'll be Doll pro- eyes. very productive, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, so... Journalists are referring to this bill as the Cannabis Administration and Opportunity Act. Um, I didn't see a written draft of it anywhere that I could pull up. Uh, I might just be hard tardin, but, you know, just going off of the news I'm seeing. So they're expecting it's going to remove weed from the Controlled Substances Act, which is good. We want descheduling. Yep. Uh, It would impose a federal tax and bring about restorative justice to communities affected by the war on drugs and uh word on the street is that it will allow states to remain largely in control of how to approach legalization man don't you keep up with current events weed ain't illegal no more nigga yeah if only if only that's what i loved actually about that angle of that episode is like this guy's trying to convince grandpa granddad that weed is legal (laughs) and it's really illegal everywhere, even, you know. Even in recreationally illegal states. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful. I love the law and the government. <laughs> Do you? Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's the blueprint of how I live my life. According to all of the statutes and regulations. Oh, yeah, sure. 50 state legal. That's right. When that kid said that about CBD, that made my, me laugh. My whole life is 50 state legal, in fact. The bowl is 50 That's state just a legal. Fact. That is that's the magical phrase I think. It's fifty state legal. That just makes it okay. So like if anybody tries to question you or like thinks about maybe not buying something, you just go, Oh, it's fifty state legal, man. Oh yeah. I'm gonna tuck that one away in the back pocket and pull it out. See that you at do at some strange time. See that you do. That's a free tip. Hell yeah. Uh so you remember the Cannabis Freedom Alliance? Oh yes. It was created uh, after a Zoom call with Charles Koch. Snoop Dogg and Weldon Angelos. How could I forget? Yeah, how could you forget? Well, they just released a white paper uh, urging for the descheduling of the good good from the Controlled Substances Act also. How much longer are we going to be allowed to call them white papers? Oh, I, we probably sh- I sh- probably shouldn't have just now. <laughs> I'm probably behind the times on this. They are... Uh, Should be a, what, a, dis- a descriptive paper? Well, it should have to be on hemp paper. Explainy paper? Explainy yeah, hemp paper. paper. Mansplain paper? Uh-oh. <laughs> Mansplain Those were paper. all men I just referenced. Oh, uh, you're right, I think. Mm. Well, you know, they could fix that, I guess, if they need to. Yeah, you know. If you have a better name for white paper, call us here at the Bowl. 816-607-DOOF. Yes, but don't send us your white paper. We yeah. only have so many hours in the day. <laughs> Last Wednesday, after a wonderful token Tuesday, the Nevada State Athletic Commission decided uh, to take a vote and no longer discipline fighters for using weed. Wow. Yay. It's about fucking time. Yeah. Um, The Florida State Boxing Commission has stopped testing fighters for weed, but NSAC, the Nevada State Athletic Commission, they're going to continue testing over the next six months to collect data. So, hmm. the new policy begins tomorrow and will not be retroactive. I can see completely why a uh, p- 
pencil pusher would be into like watching to see, you know, cause you'd look and you'd see, Oh, there are a bunch of people going to pop now or a bunch more people going to pop or, yeah. but I don't know. I've always thought, I've always felt there's ways that you can kind of get around that. It involves, you know, partially like stopping smoking weed for whatever small period of time you need. But it's surprisingly, in my experience, my personal experience, and hey, maybe this is a metabolism thing. Maybe it's everyone's body is different. I don't really know. But from my own personal experience, I can tell you that it's not that difficult to pee in a cup and hide the hide what they're looking for. <laughs> Sorry, that just reminded me of that. Uh, Joey Diaz story where he's talking about putting that <laughs> pool cleaner or some shit under oh, his yeah. foreskin to <laughs> pass drug tests. I'm uncircumcised. I put oh, fucking pool gosh. cleaner in my foreskin. Jesus. That was on uh, Mike Tyson's podcast, Hot Boxing. They knew I was fucking with it, but they didn't know how I was doing it, dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So the Cannabis Control Division of New Mexico. New Mexico's regulation and licensing department uh, more than doubled the maximum number of plants growers can produce, boosting the cap from 4,500 plants to 10,000 plants. They did this in response to concerns about supply shortages among (laughs) medical patients since recreational purchases will begin in early 2022. That's an amazing story, man. That's That's cool as fuck. I say good on them. But fuck caps at all. Just let people grow what they want to grow, right? Yeah, you know, that's the beauty of the free and open market is that then you're able to grow more. If there's a shortage, then you grow more. You don't need some fucking board's permission to grow more. You go, oh, a shortage. I should grow more. Or, you know, in lean years or if demand's down, then you put supply back down. You can actually respond in real time to market conditions like a grown-ass adult. It turns out, without needing the permission from some fucking board somewhere that you never elected. But here we are. But here we are. <laughs> Under board In rule. the land of the free and the home of the board. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> time code that. Yeah, time code on it. There's a... your time code on it. Uh, uh, code on it. Solar Therapeutics is being sued for copyright infringement false advertising, and misappropriation of Sasha Baron Cohen's right of publicity after they used a picture of Borat giving the thumbs up on a Massachusetts interstate billboard. Very nice. That's, what's worse is Check that we. the billboard said in quotes, it's nice. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Cohen's attorney claims, this was interesting to me, his attorney claims he's never used cannabis in his life. Bullshit. And he created Ali G. To I don't know. Maybe that's. I guess it's possible. There are surprising guys that are like that. Yeah. So I don't know. I've met a number of people that are like, oh yeah, maybe maybe that's true. Maybe you never know. I mean, the attorney says so. Yeah. Uh, I, could, I could see him never having ever smoked weed, not even once. I could see it. Yeah. Well, uh, the attorney also said he created Ali G. to mock stoner culture. Sure. That's the whole purpose. Well, a little more than stoner culture, but yeah, we. Right. I get it. I'm like, okay, all right, I see you. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Also um, like the Cockney hip-hop type thing, you know? Exactly. 
And uh, the attorney also says that Cohen would never participate in any corporate brand deal because it would undermine his credibility as an actor and social activist. Yes, because when I think Sasha Baron Cohen, (laughs) by God, I think credibility. Uh, That is like forefront in my mind for the Cohen brand, the Sasha Baron Cohen brand, that is. No, be careful if he listens to this podcast, you know. No, oh, he might. Some defamation come or some shit. Crank us <laughs> and swing his wiener around in front of us. Oh, my. Oh, me, oh, my. In oh, the no. bowl? What Swinging would, wieners? Oh. What would we ever do? What? Yeah. What? Probably just uh, keep doing whatever we're doing. Yep. But yeah, so the Solar Therapeutics so took that billboard down as soon as they received a cease and desist letter. Uh, but he's not happy. You know, he's still seeking statutory damages, oh. actual damages, punitive damages, and oh. disgorgement of profits attributable to the billboard, which is like $9 million. Horseshit, bro. I mean, if anything, at this point, this long from Borat, he probably made more money by reminding people that fucking Borat exists with mm-hmm. that billboard for free than what? Like... People see that billboard and they're not going to watch his shit? That doesn't make any fucking sense. I like that. That is some fucking tiny violin type stuff right there, dude. I'm (laughs) telling you. Give me a break, you whiny bastard. Seriously. I mean, all right. All right. If they don't own the rights for the character or whatever, then send them the knock it off letter. But that's it. You just get a knock it off. You know, you're going to stop. No harm done. But to claim that he's like losing money on it, like. All, all up in arms about the weed connection. Fairy it seems like. Shit. Oh Which no, is like, they're gonna associate with me with weed. I mean, did you watch Borat without smoking weed while you watched it? Probably not. That's I mean, like, that's gotta be the biggest chunk of his audience. Yeah, exactly. I think he's doing maybe more damage to himself by acting this way. I hope so. I personally have a far lower opinion of Mr. Baron Cohen because of the response. Personally. Yeah. Well. Not that I was ever jump up and down. Allie G, the show itself is funny, for sure. Yeah. But uh, definitely a diva. <laughs> I knew that before diva. this. Just like a diva type guy. I mean, shit, he was in the Lay Miz movie, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That's kind of yeah. funny, actually. And Sweeney Todd. That was a great one, in my opinion. Guy kind of sort of looks like uh, Freddie Mercury a little bit, doesn't he? Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. So, uh, in New Jersey, they're moving forward with the auto expungements now that they've decriminalized weed, Mm -hmm. and 88,000 cases have been vacated or dismissed following this. Nice. So, uh... It's a step in the right direction, after all. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction, after all. It is. It is. These are the first of... 360,000 cases that have been identified by the courts for expungement. And uh, their decriminalization law became effective on July 1st. So they said they're also rescinding warrants for failure to appear to such cases uh, and probation and pretrial monitoring. Bye-bye. If you were on a weed charge. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. Very legal. Wiping the sweat off your brow, man. Can you imagine? What a time to have a fucking conviction in the court. It's like the greatest time of all history. Yeah. Yeah. God, God, I'm facing this shit. I got to hire a lawyer. I got my lawyer. I got my fucking... Oh, I hope I don't go to jail for 
longer than 90 days or whatever, you know, you're just fucking... The bills, the bills. Worrying, paying all this money, scratching your head, your hair's falling out, you're like lifting weights, trying to make sure you don't get fucked in the ass. Putting pool cleaner under your foreskin. <laughs> hiding, <laughs> hiding pool cleaner Drug in your tests. foreskin. All this shit you gotta be doing, and then they just like, you get the letter in the mail, like, oh yeah, your shit's dropped now. You're good. Yeah, all right, man. We're not gonna lock you in a little cage, I guess, for this little plant. Yeah, that's good. That's very good. Good. That's the whole idea, man. That's the whole idea. I mean, in my opinion, fuck the prescriptions, fuck the dispensaries, fuck the stuff. First and foremost, you know, and all this shit's important. I'm not trying to say, like, destroy it all. But the most, the first and foremost thing is just stop locking people up in little boxes because they had a plant or bought a plant or sold a plant called weed. Just stop. Just stop it. A weed. And stop making other people doing other ignorant shit, uh, enhancing their charges because the weed was there. Like, yeah. Just cut weed out completely of the criminality. Just it's terrible. Treat it like it's a tomato. Makes, it makes everything worse. The laws surrounding it has made everything so bad. Yeah, it really has. Oof. Uh, there was a huge raid in Los Angeles this past week. I don't know if you saw that. They got like $1.19 billion worth of uh, weed-related stuff. Uh, they said it's linked to the cartels. Um, and they had 22 felony arrests, 109 misdemeanor arrests, and 19 arrests from water theft enforcement teams. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, I can't do Brittany Murphy justice on that, but... So uh, 200 locations were served with search warrants during this operation. Whoa. Uh, and law, law enforcement seized 375,000 plants, 33,480 pounds of nug. Oh, my God. Yeah. 65 vehicles, 180 animals, and $28,000 oh in cash, I'm God. guessing. You know? All cash, baby. Oh, that forfeiture. I mean, the animals, 180 animals, like, no description. Are we talking people's dogs, cows, horses? We're too close to the zoo. What about the animals? What about the animals? <laughs> that was the first time I saw animals in a in a weed raid. I'm very worried about the animals. I am too. I'm sure it could have be been sold. anything, bro. It could have been tigers. I mean, it could have been true. Fucking Komodo dragons. It could have been anything. Oh, could have been me. tarantulas, man. I've seen a number of guys with pet tarantulas. It reminded me of a next door post I saw on that scummy website where someone was like, "What kind of lizard is this?" <laughs> and it was a bearded dragon. Yeah. That had probably just escaped, I guess. You get the best of the best on next tour. But, boy, the responses were all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was clearly a bearded dragon. It was clearly a bearded dragon. bearded dragon looks like a bearded dragon. But I guess the it average... Like one thing. The average uh, Kansas Cityan might not know that. It's like the most common lizard. Like, out of all the yeah. lizards I've seen in my life, it's like skink. A person... Okay, a skink is the super common one, but, like... You're not going to be like, oh, God, what the hell is this skink? <laughs> Everyone sees a skink, and then they dart off, and you didn't see him anymore, you know? But, yeah, a big-ass bearded dragon, people are going to be like, wow, that's like a... Someone's pet. It's a hell of a lizard there in the parking lot. Yeah, and like the, the first person that's like, it's a bearded dragon. It was someone's pet. 
it is not native to Missouri. Right. <laughs> I was like, do we really have to explain this? Yeah, they can't. They're not going to be able to hack it out there. Here we are. Probably be. Oh, I know. But you could have had a cool pet for probably free. Probably bird or possum or something food. Man. Probably. If I see a likely. bearded dragon in my yard, I'm like, thank you, God. Let yeah, me get I'm going to snatch that motherfucker up. We're getting a little box We're to put him in. We're going to hang out. This is my new friend. That's way cooler than a stray cat that befriends you. It's a bearded dragon that just showed up. Bearded dragons will eat leaves, weed leaves. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They love it. They munch them. Nom, 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 nom. They're cool. It's seen it go rough. down in real life. Oh, I've seen a bearded dragon. I've yeah. even pet one. It's in another state, but uh, yeah, it happened. A state where the weed is legal under the state, but not the federal government. Yeah. So, grower-to-bowl sales are going to start in California, which will mm. bypass dispensaries. And this is all thanks to the home deliveries that are now possible. Oh, sure. So, states with home delivery options are likely going to follow suit. And we will be uh, just like our neighbors in Scandinavia, north of here, who uh, can, you know, basically go farm to table with their weed, direct to consumer. Grower to bowl. Must be fucking nice. Must be fucking nice. Seriously. And, you know, it's great for the grower because now uh, customers have access to their full catalog of whatever they got. And also they can, you know, collect some uh, consumer trend data if they want to on what is hot and what is not. Test new products out. You know, how pretty the, cool. Uh, how do the dispensaries feel about this? Oh, I'm sure they're not happy. That's interesting. It's an interesting move. I mean, you know how I feel about it. You should be able to buy, sell, deal, whatever. Yeah. When it comes to the bud, if you grow it, you could sell it. Or you could sell it to a shop that will also sell it. I mean, it's like beer, you know? You can make a craft beer. You can have a craft beer that has a built-in pub. You can make craft beer and send it all over the country. Yeah. A bunch of different levels, you like know? Like vegetables, too. You can go to the farmer's market and meet the people yeah. who... Uh, you know, and put the seed in the soil and grew it. Yeah. Ask or, them what pesticides they did or didn't use. Or you just harvest it and eat it all yourself. That's Man, right. Today was the uh, end of our garlic season. It was not a good one this year. Yeah, it's largely due to our uh, kindness and not thinking ahead on the dog situation. <laughs> My fucking, yeah. My dad's dogs ran over the garlic and kind of smashed all the plants down when they were... I don't know, it's probably two weeks ago or three. Father's Day weekend, whenever the hell that was. Two or three weeks ago. So it was like right in the final stretch where the bulbs are growing. That's what the last part of the life cycle of garlic is, is just the bulb growing bigger. And uh, man, they're just way smaller than last year. Stunned their growth. A lot of tinies. And then I kind of harvested the first half before we left for Iowa. Second half when we got back today. And the longer you wait, the less paper shell it'll have on the outside of it. And I wanted to like give some a little bit longer. Maybe they could fill out a little bit more in the bulb. But all that really happened was that that second just has a thinner paper outside. Aww. So I don't even know if they'll... I'll probably just mince those right away because I don't even know if they'll last that long. But I'm so sad about this year's garlic harvest. It sucks. Anytime you do something and the first time it's really easy, it's dangerous because then you get lazy. Um, and you think, oh, well, Jesus, there's no way to fuck this up, you know? And, uh... 
Yeah, you throw in a wild card like the dogs <laughs> running around. And it, I mean, I blame myself too because we have a small, short fence that's tall enough to keep the dogs out of the garlic patch. It would have rerouted them around it right. instead of allowing them to run through it. Because our dogs are trained not to run through the garlic patch. Correct, yeah. And we started off with that fence around it. You we know? started with the fence, and then they got and used to monitoring. not going there. And then we also correct them when they go in there. So they, they would jump they the fence They just don't sometimes. do it anymore because they've been corrected enough. Yeah. So they just know that I'll be pissed. But then you let two new dogs out, and then they'll run like right through it, chasing each other. And yeah. so then not only do their dogs run through it, but then it also breaks my dog's conditioning. I have to retrain them to stay out of there. That's right. But I got the rest out of there and just mowed the shit down to nothing. And we'll try again, you know? I would say that the first year around, the differences aside from the dogs were um, one that I tilled the whole thing up and put it all in dirt versus I just dug a trench this time and I left the rest in there. Mm. And I also was more aggressively weeding it. Like, I probably weeded it three times in the early stages and then let it go. Um, right. Versus this year, I just let it go. You just let it go. I just let it go. And I think that weeding them like that f- while they're still young gives them time to kind of grow and take over the space. And then other stuff has a harder time growing. Instead of if you just let everything go, then there's other things that are thriving and choking out the garlic. Yeah. Stealing the sunlight and the water and whatever. So next year, I and I think... I don't I don't know if we're going to have enough big good saveable stuff even. I think we might need to reorder seed garlic. Right. I I agree. Because we didn't get any nice big ones to base these ones off of. Servo is asking, "Have you tried shelling garlic bulbs like you shell the hard-boiled egg?" Um we actually came up with that solution on No Agenda Social. Um The Great Garlic Day. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was That was a project. DJ Kenpop. Sir Kyle, Kyle. who uh, was the first one to suggest it, but several people suggested the mass peeling of the of the garlics because I had them all busted up into cloves, but then I was it was taking for fucking ever to uh, peel those things by hand, and then someone said, well, you throw a bunch of them at a time into a bowl and then flip another bowl upside down and put it on top, and then you just shake the shit out of it, kind of like the old uh, trick that we talk about. To peel hard-boiled eggs. You shake it around in a glass with a splash of water in it. Same concept. You just shake the shit out of them, and then you pick them up, and the peel falls right off. Yeah, that's the that's definitely the way to go. Save me at least two and a half hours. At least. Because at first, that bounty you had that you were, you know, hand-peeling uh, and whatever was... Oh, that took a while. I did like 10, 15% of it by hand like that. Yeah. And then discovered the bowl thing. And did the rest of it in the same amount of time. Yeah. And it was a huge harvest. Which was like about an hour. Like I was fucking with the hand peeling for about a little over an hour. Probably an hour, ten minutes. And then the rest of it I bowl shook. I did the other 85% of the garlic. Shook in bowls for another hour and ten minutes. And boy were my arms tired. I shook one round in bowls. You were like, you're not strong enough. I was like, yes, I am, and I did pretty good. You did okay. Not as good as you, but I did pretty good. You did better than I thought you It would. was tough. It was, those, it's tough. It's hard. Garlics, you, gotta, you gotta really shake the shit out of them. Yeah. It, it just requires a little bit of violence that I think that you maybe not well, readily available am, to tap into. 
I hate to admit this in the bowl, but I'm a lady who has never successfully completed a round of monkey bars. Oh, You know, shit. I've never made it from one end to the other. So my arm strength, <laughs> you guys, is a little bit lacking. Gotta take some of that upper body. But if I could do a decent job with it, then anyone can do it. That's true. I'll take that. I mean, you're not like granny weak. I'm no, I'm not <laughs> granny weak. I'm just like three monkey bars in and then I'm like, okay, this really fucking hurts. I'm done. <laughs> I can do like three pull-ups. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, anyway. Ease was back in the news. The weed delivery service. They uh, just settled a lawsuit over spam text messages between two consumers and them. Oh, boy. Which is the second lawsuit of its kind for Ease. Uh, when we talked about Ease before, it was um, on the transactions through banks, how they were pretending to be different LLCs and stuff so that they could route their money through banks. Oh, yeah. And the CEO resigned and wasn't charged anything, but these other schmucks were. Yeah. So here they are again. Uh, two lawsuits for spam tax messaging. Uh, the first was filed in 2018 and sent to arbitration. The second one ended up pending for a while on a Supreme Court case that had to do with Facebook and auto-dialing telephone systems, which was ended up being unanimously ruled that random or sequential number generators must be used. So uh, one of the plaintiffs in this case signed up for text messages from Ease, and the other one received the messages through a third-party error. But as I said, they've settled out of court. Mm. So it's over. I wish I could get a settlement from the people that spam my shit all the time. Right? Be nice. Or if the Chinese would just pay us the uh Hey, come join my brokerage. Oh, I can give you so many leads. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, I'd take $600,000 for this house from the Chinese that keep calling you to buy it. Have they called you since? Nope. No, you, it worked, dude. Yeah, you told them your price. Yeah. They said, is this negotiable? You said no. I said 680K or pound sand, literally, word for word, is what I told them. Which is, of course, an absurd price. Um, yeah. But I, you know, I was like, fuck it, man. If you want my house that bad, like, change my life. Or Get me a ranch. Or go fuck yourself. They chose to go fuck themselves, which is good. Yeah, it's great, it actually. Means they're smart. Means they finally get it. Very the fucking smart. picture. I hope they wrote it down, God damn it! I hope they wrote it down on a little Google spreadsheet. $680,000. Yeah, well, I tell you, when that aquarium... And then put my zip code in there with it. When that aquarium comes into the Kansas City Zoo, this place might just be worth it. I mean... 2022, baby. It's going to be... It's going to be cool. That, that this is going to be the be spot. definitely cool. At least for an Airbnb. <laughs> I think it'd be cool. I'd like to get the fuck out of here. I like to dream. Going to woods. I think it'd be cool. Very cool. Very legal. So in Oklahoma, a senator, Jim Inhofe, I'm not sure how to say that. It's I-N-H-O-F-E. Inhofe. 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 Who knows? I'm not going to butcher it anymore. But anyways, this guy, Jim, Senator Jim, he (laughs) requested $4 million in federal funds to create a Bureau of Narcotics and Dangerous Drugs, which would be sponsored by the Department of Justice, to work with sheriff's departments to combat the black market. None of this is good. I do not support this. That's a lot of money. Are we good? Yeah. Are the gremlins gone? I thought we got rid of them at the beginning of the show. No, because it's not a phone issue. But It's a gremlin issue. But anyways, 
So, yeah, he's requesting all this money just to make this uh, little bureau. You know how I feel about creating more boards and bureaus and overseers and red tape and stuff. You, you love it, right? No, I hate it. You'd love it. I'm not with it. Yeah. And Jesus, $4 million. That's a lot of money. That feels so good. That's our money. That's taxpayer money he's asking for. Yeah, I like money, though. So I say, you know, just stop responding to nonviolent crimes and focus on the actual problems you have. And that's how you'll, uh, you know, combat any issues that are ongoing. That sounds like a good plan to me. Yeah. I'm for that. You know, if I ruled America, this is what I would say. Yes. <laughs> Our governor, Mike Parson, was back in the news for weed stuff because he voted, vetoed. He didn't vote. He vetoed some legislation last Friday, which would have allowed medical marijuana companies here to deduct business expenses on their taxes. Wow, what a piece of shit. What a very conservative move, Mike Parson. Hey, you hey, fucking hey. Before you go off on him, he said the decision came down to a single section in the bill that lawmakers included, which would have provided tax relief to businesses, all businesses, impacted by city or countywide public health restrictions. So what? So some hidden shit. So he could have line-itemed it. Cross that part out, then. You're right. That's a great idea. Doesn't he have a line-item veto? Is I that, don't know. No, that might not be a thing in Missouri, but... But if it should not, be. it should be, but... <laughs> It's a bullshit excuse, in my opinion. I agree. The conservative—I mean, you're gonna—you're gonna not let people just write off regular business expenses. Well, they're already getting slammed federally with Section 280E, where they can't write off business exactly. expenses. Exactly. So then you're not gonna give them a break statewide. Like they're not gonna be able to make any fucking. It's money. not a conservative move, is my point. It's not a conservative move. I hear you. He's a faker, a mother faker. I mean, aren't all politicians? Yeah, it just is like you know. You know, for the right price. I can get them to say what you want them to say. <laughs> oh, it's just not going to be me funding it because, boy, I don't have that much money. But uh, I did see on our local news channel this week a little uh, feature story on America's Hemp Academy, which just so happens to be in DeSoto, Kansas. Mm. I thought that was interesting. They briefly, you know, they mentioned that the possibilities with hemp are infinite, but the only uh, things discussed were hempcrete. Very cool. Yeah. Replace some insulation with that. Uh, it's it's not flammable. That's nice. Uh, it's cheap, you know. Um, and then they also discussed hemp flour, a great source of protein. And I say, uh, you know, with that drought causing a shortage in the spring wheat being harvested, mm -hmm. let's turn to hemp. Let's just use a, you know, Hemp it's flour. a perfect, perfect rotational crop. Yeah, and, and they haven't the stripped hemp. all the uh, nutrients out of that yet. Right. So, fuck it. Not yet. Look into it. I uh, see here the Missouri only has a line item veto on appropriations bills. Ooh. Wait, would this not be an appropriations bills? bill? Does it appropriate no, funds? No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't, no. Well, providing a, tax relief. It's no, a regulation bill. Yeah, that's not appropriating funds. That's just helping so you can, people out. you can line item eliminate certain budget items in an appropriations bill. Bills that say this money goes to this, this money goes to this, this money goes to this. You can cross out individual things. That's very restrictive. Yeah, no I doubt. I think that the line item veto should be for all bills. Yeah, it should be any part because, you know, they try to tack in and sneak bullcrap anytime. Yeah, all the time. Every bill. So you should be able to be like, oh, yeah, this part you tried to sneak in. 
Cross that out. Cross that out. There we go. Now it's a good law. That was Gary Johnson's claim to fame. He was like Captain Line Item Veto. Oh. He would just carve out all the pork from every law and then sign it. And then be like, teehee. And people loved him for it. I wonder what uh, Gary Johnson would say was the first time he ever came outside. <laughs> He'd probably say, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> He'd probably say, well, first time I came outside. <laughs> I'm holding my tongue here, people. <laughs> I know, we don't have visual He's gags He's a very yet. stoned guy. <laughs> yeah. He said he wasn't smoking on the campaign trail, but boy, he sure was enjoying those edibles. This next uh, caller is our first caller to uh, weigh in on the topic. <laughs> and... Uh, he is not as stoned as Gary Johnson, but we still love him, I'll say. The first time I came outside. Yeah, okay, I already, I already did all the jokes about uh, what, what what does it mean to to, uh, to came, I guess. Uh, so, um, <laughs> Why and we you know, came? We know what you're actually after here. Um, Maybe. So does doing it in a car count? Because I think I've done that a couple times. If the windows we'll roll down. If the windows roll down. Yeah, yeah there's, you know, it's uh, it's kind of, a, kind of amazing what you can do in the backseat of a car, I guess you could say. Um, <laughs> And, uh, Depends on is, the car, uh, but uh, yeah, I've also done the nudist thing outside in you know in forested areas. Uh, there is a uh, that 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 may or may not, did that involve yeah maybe it did I can't remember it was, it was such a long time ago. Although I I have uh, waited for a, a ferry uh, in the nude before as well, nice. which is uh, yeah I got that, that was, uh, yeah why I think I I think I did that on a dare from my now wife, but anyway uh, yeah so that was. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I think that's that's what we ha- that is uh, what I can say about uh, having came outside. This is bullshit. <laughs> Love you, mean it. Uh, came outside and standing around naked outside are two different things. But thank you for your call, phone boy. Yeah, but he had to move from he may be inside to outside. Yeah, that's he coming came, outside. Came outside. Yeah. Like I said, it counts if you roll the window down. That's what I think. That's what the judges uh, have told us. Consulted the judges. A single judge. <laughs> I am the judge! Uh, this next caller is the judge, and he left us a voicemail. Uh, first time caller. First time, first welcome. Time listener. There you but go. I think I should start listening more often. This is uh, your fellow uh, Nasser A1 Sauce. Oh, A1! Uh, also known as A00110001 Sauce. Yeah. A lot of people get confused about why that is. It's binary speak people, it's just binary with the numbers, which equals one. Yeah. So A1 Sauce. Like the um, num, 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 sauce. For your steak, of course, or your burger, or chicken, or whatever the heck you want to have it on. Anyways. Yeah. So your question you want to know about the first time you ever came outside? Well, uh, I guess it was when I was birthed. Nice. I came outside and uh, uh, they 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 cut the uh, life support off of my belly and then they uh, cut part of my dick off and then they stuck oh. my foot with a needle multiple times and I have a scar on the bottom of my foot still to this day from that. Aww. That traumatic experience, that and they probably put shit in my eyes. This is this creamy, basilinic type uh, yep. biotic gel, because you know, mama's mama's fluids is they are bacteria written, which is like what I was just inside of it. That's what you want, yeah. You know, all kinds of stuff. That's the first time I came outside. Um, love you guys, and uh, love the community. And uh, keep it up, and congratulations to you all. 
on the newest, uh, robustly growing addition to the fam. Hell Ciao. yeah. Ciao, adios. Thank you for the call, A1 Sauce. Yeah, thank you, sir. The sauciest, the sauciest man in the bowl. I swear this choke this microphone. I gotta fix my grounding issues or something, man. This is wild. It is wild. Wild. You can't move without the thing humming. I just want to kind of pull everything out and move it around again. Just do that thing. Sometimes that we do every once in a while. We just unplug everything, move all the desks, move all of the it's shit. It's time. Summer cleaning. Yeah, cause like maybe even wave a sage stick around or something because like things get in here like that you see it and then they just stay and they think they live here they think it's their space and stuff this is when i say fuck off get out we'll get them out leave me the fuck alone just gotta (laughs) unplug it all and plug it back anytime i uh, have a bad dream or something that's what i always end up saying in the dream leave me the fuck alone (laughs) sir a1 sauce this may be a pedestrian statement to make but i am personally a 57 guy more so than a1 i don't enjoy it as much i don't know what it is i like the 57 my great grandpa was an a1 sauce man and uh your dad is uh the 57 my dad likes the 57 my you mom like always it. was a1 i like both i like i would have it both ways i'm not as crazy about a1 i don't know what it is i don't know what it is what if you combined them? i don't hate it oh, i've never tried both Maybe i think that would both. be sweet you try both Why put the both? a1 right onto the meat and make then some. dip it into the well yeah you could make some but i would just put the a1 right onto the meat let it marinate for a minute and then dip it into the Ooh, 57 yeah. Maybe that's why. Maybe that 57 is more like a dippy guy, you know? You're a dippy doodah guy. I'm kind of like the dippy sauce, you know? For sure. Had some of that horsey sauce, though. That was fantastic. That cool. was good. A little burn. A little kick to it. A little burn. But, sir, A1, welcome to the bowl. Yeah. So I glad to have you. We love it. We love it. Thanks for calling in. We love his next caller, too. Speaking of having a little spice. Good evening. Good evening. In the bowl. Hello. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. <clears throat> well, thanks for taking my suggestion for the FTIE, and uh, I'm really looking forward to hearing everything that comes through tonight. Um, yeah, <laughs> the bowlers, I have to say, are pretty open, candid, and honest, seems, some of them, and maybe all of them. What do I know? So I... Don't exactly remember the very first time that it really happened outdoors, but what I do remember as my first time was not spontaneous, but initiated by myself in my neighbor's pool. I wondered if that still counted as outside, and it does in my book. I think so. Definitely. As long as the window Mm. was down. (laughs) I was I was pretty young, and Kidding. she was my neighbor friend. She was somebody I considered a friend, and she had proclivities. <laughs> Good word. She was bisexual, but, you know, we didn't have the terms back then as kids. Neither did we care for them. And I still don't really give a shit about all of the Down. terms. Yeah, no but doubt. I was in her pool with her. It was in the middle of the day. It was a weekday, and she wanted to give me oral under the water, and 
obviously you need oxygen to breathe, so that's not going to work. Mm. <laughs> but she tried. Blow some bubbles up, yeah. And had to keep coming up for air, so I just told her to stop and ended up feeling so aroused <laughs> that I, yeah, that I gratified myself under the under the water, off to the side. Off to the side. And we were right next to an alley. I mean, I was right. We lived between all these, along all these alleys that people drove crazy speeds through, narrow alleyways. So it's a good thing that nobody could see me, but I was still feeling ashamed and exposed, a bit exposed. Here, it cuts off. Part two. To continue, yes. I was still, I was feeling like ashamed and scared looking around nervously um, because nobody could see what I was doing with my hands under the water, but I knew, and I'm an easy read. I blush <laughs> easily. <laughs> anyway, um, she ended up going out of the pool for a while, and I, I did it so covertly, and I couldn't focus by keeping my eyes open. I was just so intense, like I couldn't wait. I couldn't just wait any longer to get out of the pool and go run home. I closed my eyes and bowed my head down and lowered myself. I mean, I was only what? I don't know, four and a half feet or who knows? <gasps> Pretty young and it was easy. And it felt, of course, both wonderful and also thrilling and scary <laughs> because her mom was kind of a tyrant and would come out there and yell at us sometimes. So oh, shit. <laughs> you never knew what was going to happen, but it didn't take me long. And that's the first time I remember um, coming outside as it pertains to the actual meaning of this FTIE. I'm going to come. Oops. Yeah. I'm going to come. Very right. exciting story, I know. But I couldn't fit it into one, and there you go. Nice. A two-parter that's just oh so whatever. <laughs> we um, love it. We're here for it. Thank you for all the wonderful FTIEs. I think they're wonderful. They are full of wonder. <laughs> for There's me, anyway. There's a lot of delivery of wonder in them, isn't there? <laughs> and your show and the bowl and you. All right, all right, all right. Good night. <laughs> I love you. And talk to you soon, later, whenever. Bye. All of the time, Bye. darling. All of the time. we we'll talk to you later all of the time. I love you, Corkass. I'm not in the bowl chat to say that to you right now, but I do. And uh, I feel like a noob not being able to get into the chat, but here we are. It's, there's no <laughs> there's known issues with the Kiwi. Uh -huh. What you need is what they call a, a real IRC client. Yeah, I know. I, I should know what that means and be able to go there, but here I am, a noob. I just don't know. Like Somebody tell me what, what's a good one. It's kind of like the... I know there's a bunch of people out there with the Bitcoin thing who are like, oh, I just don't know which wallet. Because you're like, get a wallet, run a node. They're like, which node? Which wallet? And then it falls the fuck apart, doesn't it? Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. This is why we love tech. Do we love tech? Oh, my God, we love tech. I don't, but I love Quirkath. And that was a great story. Yes. And it brought me back. We always love Quirkath. It brought me back to some of my early pool experiences, but... Unfortunately, they were with uh, my neighbor's granddaughter, but nothing uh, that fun ever happened oh. <laughs> between us. But she did, like, she opened my eyes. It was the first pool I ever went into. It was the first time I ever played croquet. I loved her. It was the first Polaroid picture I ever took. Ooh. It was a good time. 
fancy friend. Her parents were uh, dentists, and she lived in Florida, so she only nice. visited for like two weeks during the summer. So she could was... get access to the good shit. Yeah, man. Best two weeks of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, if you're out there listening, I love you. It was a great time all the time. Uh, hit me up, you know? <laughs> what are the chances? She could be listening to this bowl right now. Give us a ring, darling. I'd love to, uh, you know... Talk about uh, the supplies of dentists and, you know, what they get access to. Dentists. Dentists, This is a great job. Yeah, they get that hook right out of St. Louis, I think. I think so. We're very close to it. I did see that St. Louis was the most vaccinated area of Missouri, which is not surprising. Fun fact there. Our text line asked, does a shed still count? I'm going to say. The shed? I'm going to say, yes, it counts. As long as the window's open. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, see, the first time I came in a car, the windows were definitely shut, so that's, that's, yeah. It yeah, was I know, that's, it was part of like the, that's part of the stealth factor, isn't it, like, with the car thing? Like, usually if you're in a car, it's because, like, maybe you were outside, and then you're like, oh, shit, we can't really fuck us on in the car real quick, boom, 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 and then you probably aren't gonna, you know, roll the window down for the same reason that you got in there in the first place. Be gone with you! Gee, many Christmas. I just know you don't put water on them. The gremlins, like you don't feed them after midnight. You don't put water <sighs> on them. Uh, that's, a, that's a meme. These are actual gremlins. What we need is a bell. We got a good one. We got a good one. Yeah. Great bell. Maybe it's. Thank a, you, douchebar. Higher dingly bell, maybe. Douchebar was brave enough to come into the bowl to deliver that bell. I know. And for that, we thank him. For that, douchebar, we thank you. Well, you were just a hot mess that day, too. Oh my gosh. Like, Come on in. I was just lucky the kids had pants on. Let's put it that way. No it doubt, was man. One of those no days. I'm like, but, yeah. I never know what to say to people when I figured out. You know? Yeah, and I'm so damn small, and I, I'm always aware you of like that. You like a drink, man? You want to see damn while? Sir Douchebar, though. You have a smoke? A, he's making oh, babies. Man. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, and do. Three, uh, twice as many kids as us. That is part of. Excellent. The, I think, antidote to the bullshit is to just raise a a generation that isn't dependent. We'll just keep them untethered from this fucking corruption system. And, uh... I mean, should we even give them social security numbers at this point? I mean, it's too late for the first three. Ours, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. He's taking him off the grid. He ain't got no social security number. That's oh my god! Some Rick and Morty episode I recall, because mm-hmm. that really tickled my funny bone. It's pretty funny that episode. They were like playing a game in an arcade of life. It's always good to be off the grid. Always uh, good. Like like this next caller. So I finally figured out how to get uh, Satoshi's over to Sphinx chat. It yeah. really wasn't that hard. I saw um, that. I'm just impatient. Yeah. I kept canceling the transaction. <laughs> like, what the hell? It's not showing up there. But I gave it a couple days, and then all of a sudden, bam, it was all in there. Yeah, look at so that. I can go over there right now. Oh, yeah. And send you some Satoshis. Thank you for the boost. But, uh, That's a thousand sats, NetNet. Anyway. Thank you. Nice boost, um, baby. First time I ever came outdoors, I went to, I took a girl I was dating to a friend owned a cabin and it wasn't really on like big acres but it was on like five acres mm-hmm. and then there wasn't another neighbor for like maybe i don't know 20 50 60 acres something like that they're a ways away but uh 
the one night we had a fire and uh yeah we got uh got busy by the fire um nice manly i think that's one of my like most rememberable like most crazy uh not crazy i got just uh very enjoyable <laughs> times <laughs> having sex yeah it's and a great it was time. outdoors so yeah exciting ah that really didn't sell it very well but <laughs> in the bowl didn't sell in it very well oh i haven't slacked with checks by the fire that sells it for me by the fire is fantastic bro oh yeah such romance yeah it's hard to beat man he's maybe you could play guitar by the firelight maybe you could play guitar my three-year-old says such romance (laughs) such romance yeah she's a walking doge meme i don't know when's the first time you ever came outside it was with you oh yeah yeah, because before that, the windows were rolled up. It <laughs> doesn't count, man. You oh, can't. I know, I know. So you took me to, I don't I don't think it was the Katy Trail. We have pictures, though. Oh, yeah. I, I was a, a freshman at I Mizzou. I think it was a Katy Trail, it honestly. Was a Katie MKT. Trail, really? MKT. And uh, there was that little, like, creek or pond mm-hmm. that you come upon, and we went around, off the path. Behind that, and there was a fallen tree, and uh, you know, lots of little trees with accessible branches to someone my height. So we uh, we had a camera, and oh shoot, you know, this might be the first time I ever got naked outside too. Hmm. Even though I always like the most memorable to me is when we did that um, photo photography students project yeah that was the first time i guess that's the first time i was ever naked in front of other people Mm. and outside but this might have been the first time i got naked outside and came outside what a win-win winner winner chicken dinner it was was a great time took my clothes off and i got to come (laughs) can't beat that they had Uh, a great goddamn time we were outside in nature enjoying nature um but i remember you had my little shitty camera that i took to college with me and um, and I know if you search my maiden name, this, the, these photos might still show up because <laughs> like some Chinese or Russians, maybe the Russians stole the pictures when we posted them on Twitter and <laughs> started posting them on their websites. Uh, but yeah, I just started. I had it was fall, so there were dead leaves all around in this fallen tree. And I started taking off my scarf and my jacket, and uh, you were taking pictures, and I hung them delicately on these little tree branches, and uh, then I giggled, and I was very bashful, so I stood in poses where you couldn't see anything, and like bent over and like held my tits, <laughs> and uh, but eventually you finally you put that camera down, and then we got to boning off the MKT trail. And uh, it was a great goddamn time. I had a great goddamn time, didn't I? Yeah, it definitely came. We were in the honeymoon phase, so everything was real exciting. Yeah. I mean, it's still exciting and fun, but it was extra exciting. It's like being on MDMA all the time when you're in that honeymoon phase. You know, you're like, Mm -hmm. danger, danger. (laughs) (laughs) High voltage. I found a couple of those. Oh, sweet. Put them in the bowl. Sweet. And see, that's why you got to be in the chat. You get free nudes all the time. <laughs> you get to see my boring blue undies I was wearing that day. 
Also, uh, that was a. I always look at those pictures and I remember that I was on that 28 meals a week meal plan at Mizzou <laughs> or whatever. And so I really did gain the 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 freshman uh what do they call it? like the freshman 28 or whatever i gained a fuck ton of weight when i came to college <laughs> but i was able to shred it because we also have the olympic sized uh, pool which i did not utilize um but also like a an olympic uh ready gym at mizzou mm. i went there like three times and you know when you're young that weight just shreds off you yep Here yeah, that's I am the way to do it in the bowl in but uh, I, you know, doing all right. I don't, I don't check my weight. <laughs> I, d- I told my midwife today. My grandma, when she calls, she's like, "So you lost that pregnancy weight yet?" I was like, "Fuck if I know. I don't step on a scale. I don't care. I'm eating good. I take walks. I do my chores. My babies are happy and healthy. That's all that matters." Oh yeah, I took pictures of you that day too. You were throwing leaves up in the air. <laughs> you hung your paisley shirt off of the branches. It's such a we always have such a good time. No doubt. <laughs> we're just yeah. a couple goofy kids. You know, if you have room. some acreage, uh, you can guarantee we'll take our clothes off once we get deep enough into it. <laughs> we did all your friends, like your friend that has the thirty acres. You know, we they know we've been naked out there before. Yep. He came driving up on his four-wheeler. He's like, ah, you got no clothes on. No, we're free. Oops, it's We're true. out in nature. That's the only way to be. Nakey is free. Nakey, Nakey. Spencer's still putting all these pictures up on the no, in the bowl chat, but I just want to know about the first time you ever came outside. Well, I was trying to remember, and it's probably got to be like a, a quick run and scout, like in a camp oh. out, like in a camp out somewhere. Yeah, that's what I think, because... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I always liked uh, running around naked in the woods, but you'd have to be like quick because you don't want to get like caught or nothing, you know? You don't have to be like wicked late when everybody else is asleep. But then I'm sure that I probably cranked one out while I was doing that eventually. Just leave the clothes behind in the tent and go for a run? <coughs> Bless you. Excuse me. Wow. Achoo. And. Oh, just the two. Just the pair. Um, yeah. Must have been done. You came outside. You came outside. At the Boy Scout camp. Yeah. Well, it sounds yeah. like a good time. I would have loved easy. to have been in a Boy Scout camp. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> <laughs> no, like a, just a campground, you know, where you're out in the woods. And you know, our daughters could be Boy Scouts. Oh, my God. <laughs> Doesn't that freak you out? It's a little weird, yeah, no doubt. The troops are still separated by gender, it seems. Mm. Well, at least there's that, I suppose. Girl Scouts just needs to change their curriculum. Girl Scouts could have just made Girl Scouts better, but now they had to force their way into Boy Scouts. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that, personally. I do know how I feel about this next caller, though. Bowlers! Hey! Hello, all you lovely people here in the bowl. Hello, hello. First time I ever came outside. Mm. I'll be honest, I don't remember. Yeah. I really don't. I can't remember this specific. I do have a memorable time of coming outside. You may know, you may be aware yeah. that I like fresh air, motherfucker. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And uh, I, I was rumors. walking around in, in the woods. I like fresh air, as motherfucker. one does. Um, it was a nice, I mean, just absolutely gorgeous spring day uh, where, I mean, shit, it didn't get over 65 degrees in the sun. Oh, yeah. It was so, so perfect that... Uh, 
in these woods there was a spot where the sun uh, didn't penetrate the canopy and there was still fog on the ground. Oh, yeah. So I was happened to be joined. Did that sentence make sense? Yeah. doesn't matter. I was joined by a friend of mine that I was trying hard to see them titties. You know what I mean? <laughs> so hard. Like, I mean, shit. So <clears throat> I had some joints rolled. I had even had some nugs stashed away. I, uh, I had this wood pipe that I made myself. Well, I was ready to go. I had a backpack, you know, water, Mainly. Uh, 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 fruit, you know, just shit. I was ready to spend the day in the woods with this chip. And it was a good time. We were walking in the woods. And like I said, it was a perfect spring day. I mean, uh, the, the fresh air could have never been fresher. And uh, we came to the spot where it was a big, huge green patch of moss. And immediately, I walk in it and I take off my socks and shoes, not in that order, and, uh, <laughs> and get my feet all in that moss. I'm like, oh, you got to join me. So she takes hers off, and I'm like, shit, man, the weather's so nice. I don't know about you. I'm going to smoke this joint naked. She's like, smoke a joint naked? Hell yeah. I've never done such a thing. Oh. Like, there's a first time for everything, yeah. and there's nobody here to uh, to look, except maybe the wood nymphs. This voicemail is about to end, so I'll call you right back. Oh, calls right back. Oh, this is... <laughs> he picked a good moment of suspense, and I'm like, oh, we're just getting we're getting, uh, getting down to it. Oh, yes. I said, there's no one around but the wood wood nymphs, yeah. maybe some fairies, the trees, you know, they'll get, catch a bunch. So I, I took the lead. I stripped down. There you go. Got nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. I sparked up the joint. I was like, you going to join me, or... Just stand there and watch. So, hey, peer pressure works sometimes. She stripped down and, oh, my God. I was like, oh, my God. Some <laughs> fucking sloppy knockers, man. Tremendous. Tremendous. <gasps> Loved it. So we smoked a joint. And really, like, I wasn't intending on uh, doing anything else. But she sits down on the moss. She's like, oh, it feels so great. Like, you got to sit down on you. I sit down. Then... Instinctively, I just lay down, and before I know it, my knob's getting flopped. Nice. <laughs> I mean, so I said you can't be the only one having some fun. So, Must be fucking yeah. nice. Must be fucking she nice. Out of my face. It was a great time. Oh right. Sixty-nine time, mighty fine time. And that was a very memorable time that I came outside. I bet. And all was said and done. Great one. We continued to sit there naked. Of course, smoke a cigarette afterward. How could you not? Yeah. And then, uh, no doubt. Sparked up the other joint, put on their clothes, continued to walk through the woods. Spark the greatest one thing up. was she didn't put her bra back on. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. If only I could relay the mental images. Um, and it's a good thing this, this lady doesn't listen to the show. She might be embarrassed. She wouldn't know who I was talking about. Maybe she would. Who knows? <laughs> you don't know. But, uh, yeah, get naked in the woods, like, all the time. Especially you, phone boy. Yeah, fun boy, all the time. Naked in the woods, all the time. The way She's to got be. big boobs, doesn't she? Yes! I knew it! Oh, man. Oh, man. She wasn't wearing anything! Oh, man! I don't know why that one's so much hotter than the other one. I love it. I love it. You'd love it. Everyone would love it. You'd love it. The bowlers oh love it for sure. Thank you for the wonderful voicemails. We did have the F tie written down. 
from NetNet a couple of shows ago. We could have changed it up, but it's the first time I ever went to Golden Corral. <laughs> but I was thinking, uh, first time I ever, baby, in general went to a buffet. Okay, first time I ever went to a buffet. First time I ever went Ooh, to all you can eat buffet. That really opens it up, though. Because how how regional is Golden Corral? Well, I mean, it's pretty spread out, right? Well, like, I do they have it up in the I Great never White saw North? A Golden Corral when I was in Massive Two Shits. Yeah. I only saw it when I moved out here, and remember being like, "But did you have a, a Ryan's? chocolate fountain? Did you have a Ryan's? No, I didn't have. a Did Ryan's. you have a, a Ponderosa? No, I didn't have a Ponderosa. Did you have Old Country Buffet? I did have Old Country Buffet. Okay, okay. Well, there's one. In D.C. In D.C. When I took a vacation down Bro, there. Oh, New England is like... <laughs> we had Chinese buffets. What, you got a problem with lobster? You're going to eat the lobster. <laughs> yeah, you're going to pay good money no, for it, too. No, well, well, you can get fried clams. What, you want other food? Fuck you. Ignore all the black shit in the lobster. It's the best lobster around. It's you don't get to eat lobster. all the food, kid. You're going to eat this. It's good. We got fucking Papa Gino's. It's the best. The and we got fucking lobster. What do you want? You want lobster? Sw- you want Papa Gino's? You can get your lobster roll at Papa Gino's, <laughs> didn't Papa you Gino's know? Lobster roll. Hey, we got the buff chick zone. That's what Sam was <laughs> always into. Oh, my God. So yummy. Go get a buff chick zone from Crow Point, dog. So he didn't talk like that. So hang him. Unless he was being all buff chick zone mode. I know. Because he was like you. That. He couldn't really do that good of a fucking Boston accent. Isn't it weird? No um, one believes I grew up there. He wasn't. He didn't struggle as hard as you, but he still couldn't. I don't know. It, what are you talking about? I parked the car <laughs> in the yard. <laughs> do it, do it's it. so bad. Yourself. Like, I just lose. I'll never get an Emmy Award. For Massachusetts accent. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yep. Yeah. If the devil came to Missouri and was like, I can do a better Boston accent, then you'd just have to concede. (laughs) Sorry, man. You're right. Uh, So first time I ever went to a buffet. Yeah, first time I ever. That'll be quite interesting. Like I said, there's quite a range of buffets. And then bonus points for Golden Corral, but you only know that if you actually listen to the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ba-bam. There it is. Ba-bam. Bonus points for Golden Corral. Let's hear about that chocolate fountain. (laughs) It's chocolate rain. Didn't didn't always have a chocolate fountain, but... Oh, shoot. I'll save save the nuggets. (laughs) That's a tease. That's a little tease for you. Save them nuggets. We always save the nuggets in the bowl for yeah. the next bowl. Well, you know. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowl. Get rid of the last of these nuggets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is an old story because it came out on Wacky Wednesday after Token Tuesday. Nice. Um, but two McDonald's employees in Maine are now facing drug charges after a customer found fucking Suboxone in her son's Happy Meal. Oh my god, bro. That's fucked up. Super fucked. I didn't know they came in like individual packets. Oh, yeah. But you need a prescription medication to treat, uh, you know, to get the Suboxone to treat your opioid addiction. Right. Um, so there was one employee selling the Suboxone to another employee who then put it in their shirt pocket. And I guess the cops saw on video that it fell out into the Happy Meal box. Jesus. 
That's just sloppy. Man. Just sloppy, just shitty. Not what you want to find in your kid's meal, I'll tell you that. But also, like, Suboxone, mm, not really a drug I mean, that's going to harm your kid. Pro tip to all our fast food listeners out there. Never do a deal on the line, dude. There's smoke breaks for a reason. Go out to the parking lot. Put the shit in your fucking car. That's a, it's not that hard. Just stay safe. And don't swap cash and crash on the fucking line that's just ignorant you're gonna get like you're gonna have a gutter ball coming your way this isn't a good start and you know it's gonna land in karen's box who instead of taking the suboxone back in and being like who the fuck owns this i'm sorry i'm sorry once you get once you get your fucking drugs in a kid's meal you you're fucked totally fucked. fucked that's the worst place they can end up I will be going in and saying, hey, there's fucking drugs in my kid's meal. That's not one I just fucking pass on. And I'm keeping the drugs. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't need Suboxone, but I can find someone who does. (laughs) You find like a quarter in your Happy Meal, and you're like, there was a gram in my Happy Meal. (laughs) (laughs) Demand to see somebody. (sighs) Yeah. That's very funny. Little individual packets, though. I mean, it reminds me of the little free handouts that our pediatrician gave our child for Claritin. Little sample pack. The sample pack. Yes, exactly. Give you a little taste. A little taste of the Suboxone. Like Suboxone kid here, try it out. It's not heroin, but it'll do. Yeah, pretty bad. That was a sad story. Um, Because, you know, I always think about... It's just like a government meme, like drugs getting handed out on Halloween and stuff like that. You know, like they inject the candy, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. This this situation kind of brings that nightmare to life for a lot of people. Sure. And I don't like seeing that. Well, and might I add an easily avoidable situation. Man. Yes. Easily avoidable. Just We already told you how to do it. Basic common sense, guys. Basic common sense goes a long way. Take your smoke break, go to the car, do the transaction off camera. You're all good. Now, people who weren't good were 52 employees who got fired from Facebook after abusing their access to user data. Uh, allegedly, they found 52 different male, uh, I believe, software engineers is the you know what they're saying here. Oh boy. Um, who ended up using data that they could obtain to track women they were romantically interested in. One of the examples given was a dude who was out on like a weekend retreat with a lady and she ended up saying she needed some alone time. So he went on and spied on where she was going when she was going off on her alone, you know, and then the other examples were just people who were tracking down, you know, high school sweethearts or exes or whatever. Um, But yeah. Creeper's gonna creep, dog. Can't do that, shouldn't do that. Now you've been used as an example. Face bag still sucks, and there are bigger people looking at your data and using it and yeah. obtaining it in ways that they should not. But it's cute that you're gonna fire these 52 people and make us all feel like you're a good guy, or try to. Right, like the exploitability doesn't go away. Yeah, so. And <laughs> the guys abusing that isn't gonna go away, or girls, or anyone. Right, yeah, People exactly. are gonna abuse that if they have access to it. I mean, I would say that Facebook users abuse it also by looking up 
exes or people that they shouldn't be, yep. you know, looking into. It's just it's bad for your mental health in a lot of ways other than just the echo chamber that mm. you can form it into. Just delete it, man. Delete it's the face bag. It's, it's You're not going to miss it. I promise. I'm telling you, man, I, when I logged on, it was after my birthday, and I know there was birthday stuff posted, I guarantee it, but I just didn't even look it up. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to delete it. I had all these notifications. I'm like, nah. I'm not clicking on any of them. I'm just going to delete it. I'm proud of you. I'm not going to read any of that. I'm just going to delete them all. I left them unread, man. Fuck it. You are a person who gets sucked into screens really easily, and I'm proud of you for how you treated Facebag on this second visit back, because you know me. Uh, my uh, sensei could have been in my face telling me I need a face bag, and I would have been telling them to their face that I'm not fucking going back ever. I left on a rage quit with a retard alert, <laughs> and I'm never going back. I had the best exit in the history of Facebook. <laughs> not going back. Fuck that. Don't miss it at all. Flipping the table and leaving. I don't have 800 friends. I have 10. <laughs> if that. That's a stretch. Yeah. That's counting podcasters I haven't met yet. They do throw <laughs> the word life. friend around like very loosely there. Yeah, you know. Remember MySpace and the top friends? That was yeah, very you had toxic your top eight, also. man. You had your top eight. Why am I more? not your number one? You got Ryan over there in your top eight with a fuck. You put your favorite band as number one. That's not fair. Uh, we all know I'm your best friend. No, fuck you, Nancy. Yeah, you know what? Tom is my number one, and the rest of you oh, suck. Based. Tom was everyone's Tom's friend. the only one that cares about me. We still wonder about you, Tom. What happened? Why can't I see my MySpace layout the way it was in 2008? Tom, you should have sold it for four times as much, bro. Oh, seriously. Well, there's people looking to get a bunch of money, like Tom should have, who yep. filed a lawsuit yesterday in California. I like money. They're seeking potential class action damages from Dow Chemical and its successor company, Corteva, Inc., over chlorpeef. <laughs> We're behind the per curtain. I know I can do it. Give me a second try. Go ahead. Try it. Chlorpyrifus. Face. <laughs> the chlorpyrifus. I think it's chlorpyrifus. I'll chlorpyr your face. Oh, yeah. You know. I'll enjoy it. Uh... C-H-L-O-R-P-Y-R-I-F-O-S. Chlorpyrifus. Chlorpyrifus. Okay. That sounds good to me. That sounds right. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a widely used bug killer, apparently, Ugh. over there in California. And now it's linked to brain damage in children. So it's currently approved for use on more than 80 crops over there. Um, and I guess that homes in four different counties in California have measurable levels, unlikely to just go away on their own, because 61 million pounds of this chlorpyrifus was applied to these counties between 1974 and 2017. That's a lot. Yeah. I can't tell you off the top of my head what the counties were, but if you think you might have been affected... Find that lawsuit and hop on. Be in the post notes. Show, yeah, show it'll post. be in the show notes. Yep. And, you know, we get those out at like 4.20 a.m. So <laughs> like check that. back in the morning. They'll it, be there. It is going late a little bit. <laughs> Alert the Phillies. Yeah, we don't have any, so we don't have to worry. But people in Minnesota are worried because folks, citizens, 
They've been putting their goldfish in ponds and lakes. Aww. Who would do that? You know what happens here, folks. Those fuckers are going to grow. Yeah. They're going to start eating the other fish. Invasive I don't know. species, man. They're they going to invade. If you don't have them in a bowl, they get really big. Yeah. A recent survey was done that found 10 goldfish measuring more than a foot long. Yeah. We can't have this. It's <laughs> big ass goldfish. Just flush them down the toilet if you don't want them anymore. No, they get bigger than toilet. Kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. Will they? Or will they just die? Maybe they'll you just die. You gotta kill them first and then it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> just don't feed them for a week. I don't know. It's a goldfish. We're not gonna get emotional here, are we? Oh, man. My, I will say, my first pet was a fish. And I don't know if my great grandparents replaced her or not. I find that quite hard to believe. Seven years old, folks. Mm. Got her on my first birthday. She lived till I was seven. I guess that's six years old. Six six year old fish. It was one of those uh, fighting fish. The the uh, betas. Yeah, a beta. That's the PC term for them nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> a beta uh, male fish. <laughs> no, she was definitely a female. I named her Shirley after Shirley Temple. Oh nice. I was a sweet little girl raised by her great grandparents. Okay. <laughs> Good work. Uh, kind of like the actress. Who donated Julie Garland's dress from the Wizard of Oz to Catholic University, where she was the artist in residence? Well, wouldn't she be upset if she found out they didn't know where it was for the past 50 years? <laughs> it has been found once again <laughs> by a drama department lecturer. Follow up strike for finding it again. 50 yeah. years, dude. And they had it verified for its authenticity. By a Smithsonian entertainment curator. Oh. This is Judy Garland's blue gingham Dorothy dress. For sure. One of them. I'm sure she had multiple. Sure. Um, But yeah, I guess it was just sitting in a box atop some mail slots. Wow. Near this dude's desk. Yeah. Clean your shit out, bud. Yeah, clean it up. Important items around. Seriously. At least it didn't get like pitched or something. You know? Can you imagine? I can imagine. We just wouldn't have ever heard about it ever again. <laughs> we wouldn't have even known that one of Judy Garland's Dorothy dresses was missing. You know, I didn't know. I didn't know it had been gifted. Um, like nobody I did. didn't even wonder why I'd never seen it on display. Because I feel like I have seen the ruby red slippers at the Smithsonian. Yeah. I didn't even think about where is the blue gingham dress. So what's the dress? Where are the flying monkeys? That's what I want to see in person. <laughs> Those monkeys had wings. They were flying. Um, so yesterday, a 3D billboard launched in Tokyo that displays a calico cat. And it airs between 7 a.m. to 1 a.m. That's a long fucking time for this cat oh. to be meowing at you. Neat. Very realistic. Very big. Um, there's like a YouTube video for those of us that aren't in Tokyo. So we can watch their commercials and see this 3D cat that pops up between the commercials. And it startles awake at 7 a.m. Tokyo time. And then throughout the day, it stands up and stretches and walks around and meows. And then at nighttime, at 1 a.m. Tokyo time, it lies down to fall asleep with its cute little calico head resting upon its little calico paws. Wow. But it's huge. It's like Godzilla cat overlooking uh, this uh, Shinjuku train exit. So yeah, check it out. <laughs> Daily cat show, man. 
Tokyo. What will they think of next? I did. I'm I'm such a, a lame-o. I clicked on the YouTube video and was like, <laughs> oh, a 3D billboard display. Like, that's interesting. Then I was like, holy shit, that cat looks like it's really there. It looks like it's <laughs> really wild. big. It reminded me of, you know, Back to the Future with that shark. Fuck cats! Fuck cats, for real. I'm very allergic. So, here's a headline I can't make up. Okay. Italian police disguised as priests catch criminals disguised as cardinals. <laughs> Good work, boys. They did it. These fake cardinals, they scammed people out of at least 1.7 million euros. That's a lot of money. Whoa. And uh, they were offering large loans backed by the Vatican Bank. Huh. I didn't know the Vatican had a bank. The Vatican's got everything, dude. Everything you need to run the world. They've Separate got church there. and bank. <laughs> we need separation of church and bank. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Can't argue with that one, can you? Well, I can't argue <laughs> with this story. I mean, I almost didn't believe it was real when I first saw it, but it is. A British soldier was training in California, uh, jumping out of planes and shit. Okay. And so he jumped out of this one plane, and his parachute failed to deploy. So he crashed through the roof of a house and survived with only moderate injuries. Nice. That's a quote, moderate injuries. Eh, moderate. Like, what's moderate to a soldier? Uh, I mean, a few broken ribs, probably. There's a picture of him. There's a picture of the hole. Definitely contusions and bruises, easily, no doubt. And then probably five or six broken ribs, maybe a broken finger... Stuff like that. That'd be moderate, probably. I just like can you imagine jumping out of a plane? Your parachute doesn't, you know, puff up, and the backup one fails too. Oh, that you hit this roof, and then you're okay. You're like, you know what? I'm all right. You know what? That wasn't bad. I'll be like back to normal in six to eight weeks. <laughs> Give me my purple heart right now, boys. Because <laughs> I'm a British soldier in California. Did he go through a? Is that a terracotta roof that I saw? It's a terracotta fucking roof, dude. Jesus, that seems like ouch, dude. And I mean, there's a I've cell phone picture. I've been up on those sons of bitches. Those are hot in the summer. They're thick. They That would hurt, dude. That's no bullshit going through a terracotta roof, man. Oh, gosh. In this picture, there's insulation uh. on the floor and the roofing. And dude's just laying there. And this parachute's stuck outside of the roof. But he was all right, man. He escaped from death. Good for him. Defied the odds. Took an excellent adventure between the plane and that floor. That guy's probably a dancer. Probably a dancer. Ugh, and this next story makes me sick. Oh, no. So there's this ice cream maker. Uh, Brooklyn-based. Brooklyn-based. I'm from Brooklyn! Mafia! (laughs) (laughs) It's just a Brooklyn ice cream maker, I swear. Okay. Van Leeuwen. L E E U W E N. Okay. Leeuwen. Van Leeuwen. I don't know. Uh, But, anyways, they joined forces with Kraft Heinz and announced last Token Tuesday that they're going to be releasing a limited edition batch of ice cream. It's mac and cheese flavored to celebrate National Macaroni and Cheese Day. Oh, high which time. just so happens to be tomorrow. Mac and Cheese Day. Mac and Cheese Day. Wow. Uh, I d- believe I'm going to be You'd uh, love it. eating alligator tomorrow and not mac and cheese. It's just weird they talk the chicks into it. 
right? We're grilling up some alligator tomorrow. Uh, buddy, mine's sm- smoking a gator. Smoking a gator. Mm-hmm. So uh, fuck your mac and cheese. Fuck <laughs> National Mac and Cheese Day. Fuck mac and cheese ice cream. Not appealing <laughs> in the least, if you ask me. But what is cool is that the further I got into it, the more I liked it. <laughs> It'll grow on you. <sighs> That's what they always say to sell their product. There's a hospital in Fort Worth, Texas. Andrews Women's Hospital at Baylor Scott and White All Saints Medical Center. That's their name. Uh, they experienced a baby boom recently by breaking their high volume stretches of birth record. They delivered 107 babies in 91 hours between June 24th and June 28th. Woo. Their previous record was 48 births in 41 hours. Mm. So they've beaten that. We need babies. We're getting babies. Cranking them out. Cranking them out. We need babies. We still have to make children. I'll take Texas babies. Yeah. I'll also take uh, these two businessmen who are resurrecting. Noble County, Indiana's only bowling alley. Oh, my goodness. Bringing it back to life, as they should. No doubt. You can't go without a bowling alley in your county. What are you thinking? Yeah. I mean, if you live in a county without a bowling alley, you need to reach out to Bowl After Bowl at 816-607-3663. Doof. Because I want to hear about that. That's... Too big of an area to not have a bowling alley. A bowling alley for every county, and for every county, a bowling alley, I say. That's right. Ten Pins Pizza in Arcade of Kendallville will be resurrected. They closed, unfortunately, in March 2021, not that long ago. Uh, I'm sure the COOF got them, and COOF restrictions. Everybody's and closed, and it's the like state. the cool... Cool. All the cool kids are closing. Of Indiana. Well, then, you know, lucky for 10 pins, it just passed hands. And these two dudes are going to be adding hatchet throwing courts. <laughs> there you go. They've got the spice melange. Hey, the it's kids the are throwing this throwing shit courts. down a lane, too. We want to get more people bowling. We know that the kids want to throw hatchets. <laughs> throw the hatchets on the right, then come bowling afterward when you, you know your time is up. Throwing the hatchets at the pins just on the regular lanes—that would be so fun. Oh my god! Very bad for the lanes, but God, that would be entertaining. If you own a degenerate bowling alley, add hatchet throwing to each of the lanes. What if you just did the uh, hatchet nights where you put plywood surface all over the lanes? So you just covered all the lanes so they didn't get damaged. So, like, you know, if you miss and hit the lane, it just sticks into the plywood or whatever. Yeah, that's a decent idea. Ooh. And then you're just throwing the tomahawks at the frickin' bowling pins. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's got to happen, man. That's the, that's the future. It's the future I want to live in right there. It's the future. We combine the hatchet throwing, we combine the bowling. We're throwing hatchets at the pins, people. Yes. <laughs> gotta do it. Only at bowl after bowl. <laughs> Bowl after bowl till he's sick. Oh, are we sick yet or You what? can make it happen. Just don't be a mooch. That's right. Uh, this dude, a 33-year-old man. I could not believe it. It couldn't go in my top 333 because I had to add it to the lanes. Okay. But this 33-year-old guy in Norton Shores, Michigan, decided to demolish the back steps of his house. No. He uncovered... 160 bowling balls that were made in the 1950s and says there's still more left. That was my 10-frame turkey. 
and beyond. It's open bowling. We're just we're just throwing balls down the lane. 160. 160. What do you got? Like 15? I'm good at <laughs> I'm good at counting big numbers like this. I mean, you just had to count to 200 the other night for Hog Stories 200th episode and That's our 200 right. thrusts that go along with it. So it was a tradition that couldn't be broken. Let's say it shall not be broken. <laughs> If you want to hear the sloppiness. But dang, it's going to get tough when they get to their thousandth episode. Oh my <laughs> no doubt. Is it, we're going to have to leave several voicemails. Wow, you are breaking the high score on this one, man. So, un- unfortunately for, you know, the bowlers out there that might have wanted to go and buy one for him from him. I guess you could, but they all have spiral grooves cut into them. Oh, yeah. Um, and he made some face bag posts and got some face bag responses. You know, I guess there used to be a Brunswick bowling ball plant in uh, Muskegon. Ah, okay. Michigan. Mm -hmm. And so according to some former employees who reached out to him on the face bag, uh, workers at that bowling ball plant used to take the scrapped bowling balls to use as a cheaper alternative to gravel or sand. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. He had 160 of them that he counted, <laughs> plus some. So that employee that lived there before him really made out like a bandit. Like, garbage balls, man. If garbage you balls. You me. can use them for anything. You can use them under your stairs. You can use them in your yard, in your garden. You could use them everywhere. Use them here. Use them there. Use them everywhere. They're free. They're free balls. You can take them home. Fucking free. We make them. Sometimes we mess them up. You just, just take them home. Yeah. Save you some money. Hell, we're taking this episode on home. Get paid a poop at your job. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best part of being on the clock. You go to the shitter. <laughs> or take a smoke break. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt about it. <laughs> hey, thanks for hanging out, everybody. On another Token Tuesday, the 14th of July. For crying out loud. Love having you. We'll see you next week. Till then, I'm Sir Spencer Wolf, Kansas City. And until next Token Tuesday, I've been Dame DeLorean. And uh, baby wolf cub John is here. He didn't shit his britches this time, (laughs) which is awesome. So until next Token Tuesday, may your bowls burn ever brighter. That's the hood mic. Bowl after bowl till he's sick. Walk on. Smoke on. I feel stupid now. Um, it's the weed. Smoke weed every day. I'm being baked. I'm being baked like a cake. Yeah, you're blurry right now. I'm hammered. You don't have to tell me you've come here looking for pot. Yeah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold. Bowlafterbowl.com Bowl after bowl, bowl after bowl after bowl, bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl till he's sick.